You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, in the first segment, we are very, very happy and optimistic about <laughs> the U.S. making it to the World Cup. Uh, but stick around for the third segment, which we recorded after the U.S. Trinidad game, uh, to get... Uh, yeah, uh, we find out what the reality is. So, first segment, very positive. Third segment, not as positive. Yeah, in the second segment, though, we talked to DJ Stepp, who is the DJ for the Chicago Fire. Uh, we talk a little bit about how music combines with soccer. M- may use that as a nice break, <laughs> something to, to not think about what's about to come in the third segment, which is a very rough, rough conversation. And in the third segment... The United States of America is not in the World Cup. Why the hell did that happen? We talk about it. We might even cry a little, uh, but we get all <laughs> into that conversation. All this and more today on the Cooligans. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Hello, welcome. Hola, ¿qué tal? Hey, ¿cómo está todo el mundo? Todo el mundo está bien. Tranquilo, hermano. ¿Qué lo que? Everybody's turning it off right now. <laughs> Why is this in Spanish? <laughs> we should just do a show in Spanish. Why don't we? Well, we did that Mad Javier uh, interview in Spanish. Yeah. How do you think you sounded in that? Uh, I felt fine. Yeah, uh, me too. I think I think a lot of times since since we rarely do stuff like that, or since I rarely ever have to talk to someone in Spanish, where there's any like anything. At at stake. Do you right. know what I mean? So for the most part, yeah, it's usually ordering steak. Like, yeah, yeah. usually ordering food <laughs> or talking to family members. Exactly. So uh, I'm usually not. Uh, I'm more comfortable, obviously, talking to family. So when I'm talking, like trying to have a professional interview where, where I'm not used to doing that, right? It, it's difficult to uh, 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 sound as educated. I, I feel like I'm, the slang comes out a little bit more. Oh yeah, my head goes. My I still do this thing where I think in English and translate it into Spanish, and then at some point in the interview, yeah. if you watch the Javier, you could tell that I started speaking, started thinking in Spanish. It takes a, it takes a second. Yeah, because when I when I visit family in like Dominican Republic, after it's weird because after a couple of days, then I just start you start thinking in Spanish. Yeah, and I, I notice it a lot when other family members come back from Dominican Republic. I'm like. Yeah, Yo, you're not this person. You're yeah, way too. You're way too Latino right you're now. You're too Dominican. Right <laughs> now. Why are you so Dominican? In fact, a friend of mine, Midope, I don't know if you're listening. He said that there's a distinct difference. Uh, you're not Latino enough if you weren't born in a Latin American country. And I was like, well, you haven't talked to me after a week of being in Miami <laughs> because I am the most Latino you will ever meet. Exactly. You need. We need. You need that influence. Yes. Uh, because you know, as as uh, Latin Americans, yes, we we're, we we have to have like this. Uh, we have to be like undercover uh-huh. Latinos. We got to like suppress it sometimes. We, we we own two houses next to each other and they have two different families and we have to hop <laughs> back and forth and sometimes they can't know about each other. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So there, there's a little bit more effort put in place uh, and sometimes, you know, when you don't get to, it's like any muscle, right? You don't get to work out 
The Latino muscles. I know all about working out muscles. Are you kidding me? Are those muscles in like a nice red sauce or get a couple pieces of toast in there? Uh, exactly. Anyway, before we go too far into that. By the way, why? Hey, is this like, a soccer podcast? This is a soccer podcast, everybody. You're, yeah. still, you're tuning into the correct show. Which, <laughs> this is not, uh, you know, Sabado Gigante with Alexis and Christian. <laughs> I come out with a big trumpet to kick you off the game show. We are uh, we are the Cooligans. My That's name is right. Christian Polanco. And my name is Alexis Guerrero. Yes, and we host uh, the gulliest soccer podcast in the world. That's right. You're damn right. You took my line, but it's the funniest <laughs> goddamn soccer podcast you've ever heard. Uh, so, we got a little bit of validation this week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When it comes, yo, validation, come over here. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you real quick. Yo, validation. <laughs> let me let me see. What time is it real quick? Why don't you tell me? Why don't you check out, check your phone? Pull that phone out of your yeah, pocket. Yeah, uh, we is. have to give a, a little, uh, a little some props to Alexis Guerreros. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, we're rolling our arms. Uh-oh. This time, okay. We, you heard how we started this We're show. We're feeling good about ourselves <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, Alexis, congratulations! You uh, have your first. But you are a published. What? Published writer. What? That's writer. Excuse me. Uh, wait. Let, hold on. Can yeah. we just check? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's check with the booth in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yes. Judges. <laughs> the right. Yes. Published writer. On MLSsoccer.com. This lets you know how, how bad print media is. It is. When I'm considered. Failing. A, <laughs> this is part of why it's failing. The MLSsoccer.com has clearly fired everyone <laughs> with a journalism degree, and they were like, hey, we got to get somebody who knows words. I know. We just, Not even that many of them. They don't have to know a lot of them. In <laughs> fact, most of them can be wrong. Uh, we just need someone who knows words. And I want to now uh, say thank you for that. That's very nice of you, too. Uh, thank you to everyone who shared it and all the comments and nice words and three i would like to apologize to the editor uh because i know you've had to go through a lot and be like these don't these, these words have never been put next to each other in the english language why would alexis think that they're supposed to do that the, now? yeah there was uh the, the censors they had to go through so many <laughs> yeah. folks they were like is this can we allow this they were i, I imagine they were the the writers meetings they were just battling each other if they fingers and people's faces like we got to put it in no this is clearly too offensive for the internet yeah i love how at some point uh the editor had to let me know i'm like pretty sure you understand that drug references aren't allowed and i'm like no but like we're talking about rap so like so it's, it's like okay. okay it's not a big deal yeah yeah. It's, a, <laughs> yeah it's like drugs but like fun drugs i mean these are fun drugs they're party time drugs i don't even do them but i do like to talk about them. uh so yeah i mean look this is a huge opportunity uh for us i think this is a big opportunity for cooligans you know uh I don't know. I, maybe I'm the only person who thinks this, but I think this is and maybe this is just how modern, uh, you know, uh, things work here. But for me, the fact that you and I picked up a microphone and just started talking, picked up two microphones because mm-hmm. it'd be weird if we try to we share, share one. one yeah. Uh, what was that? The movie with the dogs with the spaghetti. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Oh, okay, whatever. I, I didn't see either <laughs> of the, the movies. Two dead dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are the two dead dogs that share spaghetti? <laughs> but we basically—that's us with a microphone. Uh, but as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, we just picked up a microphone and started saying, like, you know what? We love soccer. Let's start talking about it. Really early on, we made the shift to mostly talking about American soccer because it's kind of what we care most about now, anyway. You know, yeah. uh, personally, I mean, I still love uh, Arsenal, and I know you're a big fan of everything. But really, I mean, I'm way more connected to the league that I get to watch live uh pretty much every week and if you're atlanta united every other day um <laughs> but for me it's 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 pretty cool that you and i have gotten like these little moments of like 
acceptance along the way. Sure. You know, you and I getting invited to stuff, you and I getting asked to comment on stuff, you and I getting asked to do things. And, and but and it, this is a, a great sign, especially because every time we go to an MLS event, All Star Game, MLS Cup, we're constantly worried that we will be locked out of <laughs> any more opportunities. But you know, there's like this weird sense that we don't belong, and we kind of agree with you guys. <laughs> like, we we you guys, don't know why you, you keep letting us in. You've made a terrible, <laughs> terrible mistake, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like even with the the whole debacle with the the you know the credentials when the guy was like behave, I wanted to look at him and be like, I mean, you know. Oh, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> Why would you even ask that? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it made us uh, self-conscious. Yeah, you know, of, of for like, sure. oh boy, we're are we like on this uh, uh, on the naughty list? Oh my know? god! And the, the weirdest part is, is like when you talk to someone who we know is like in the soccer world, and they say something like, "Oh no, I heard when you guys said that." I was listening. I'm like, <gasps> oh boy, oh my god, people are listening. <laughs> We forget when we do this. Sometimes we know that we know like our friends are listening. We know like Kale and Tropic Sounders, and we know that you know Jay and uh, yeah, we know like, yeah. JS Bornival, like all those Thai Yoder. We know you guys are listening. We kind of feel like we're talking directly to you. <laughs> we I feel mean, yeah, we feel like it's an audience of like twelve people. Yeah, and and but like twelve people that we know very well and yeah, that yeah. will respond back. <laughs> so like we're happy to do that. But then you hear like influential oh. people yeah. are saying that we listen and we're like, why? Oh, why do you do that? There's like thousands of other people. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? We didn't even think you were paying attention to that part. <laughs> no, every once in a while, someone like new, like as far as like our sphere will tweet at us or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at this. <laughs> someone else for Tropic Sounders to completely ruin, you know, to, to influence negatively. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, yeah, it is a, uh, a little Huge. bit of a milestone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this is, is... A very, very exciting. And, and yeah, b- because of that, that, uh, 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 we, you know, the league is relatively small. It's not like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not this giant conglomerate with <laughs> thousands of uh, people. It's just like it's a small group of people that that take a, a, a big responsibility. Yes, very in, much so. In, in growing and in growing the sport, like the, the people at MLS, obviously, there are people who don't agree with what MLS does and, and, and how they function and, 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 yeah. and pro rel and the Us whole from time to time. Yeah. Uh, we, those we, criticisms. Of yeah. course. Uh, but, but what can't be denied is the, you know, we're not talking about Garber here. We're talking about like the, the people who just, the, the, the soldiers who do yeah. the work, the, the, the Simon Boris, the, the, the Matt Doyle, the, the, the Andrew Weebies, the David Gast, the Ariel Castillos, uh, uh, you know. Sakovitz, uh, yeah. uh, everybody like, uh, Collins, uh, Kalen. Exactly. So these are the people that are, and if we forgot anyone else, I'm sorry. Uh, so, but, but that, but that's the main thing that these are the people that really, really do the work day in and day out yeah. to, 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 to give uh, uh, the Liga a voice, and uh, and and so just the fact that, that that you know we can be included in like helping spread that it still feels dirty when it, you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it still feels like I broke in, <laughs> like I somehow hacked the servers. Just Mission Impossible, we <laughs> rope repelled yeah. into the room. <laughs> it's just you on the other end, just like holding just, on to two ropes, really, and tough. just typing into a laptop <laughs> yeah. on, with the rope holding you. <laughs> but every time Ariel comes back, she's like, "I did not run any of this drivel." <laughs> 
<laughs> so, and why uh, is there trail mix all over the computer? And the article itself was uh, kind of special for you know what we're doing, which was it was a comedic take on uh, on soccer stories. I mean, is, I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> you know, why would they ask us to do that? Like that's obviously that's what we've been trying to do from the beginning, and hopefully the people that listen do get some enjoyment. I mean, look, I, I, the milestones in the last month have been insane. The people that came out for the live Atlanta United event, yeah, which is up now. If you're listening to this, yes. Right? If you're subscribed to the podcast, you, you got probably it already. already got yeah. it. Um, but if you if you are uh, for some reason this is your first time listening, we did just put out an Atlanta United live podcast that we did uh, in Atlanta for the Red Clay Comedy Festival. The we, video of which will come out soon. Exactly, at uh, least parts of it. Yeah, the, uh, Julian Gressel was on there, Bobby Boswell, and Brittany Arnold. So. Uh, listen to that episode. It's really, really funny. We got, uh, we already gotten a lot of good feedback. A couple people were, oh yeah, were uh, uh, Nick Ciccolone. He was already, he was like, "This is my favorite one already." I mean, there you go. Because of how awesome Brittany was and, and, and oh, Julian God. and stuff like that. Great so, personalities. Uh, yeah, this was uh, a, a, a very unique thing and really, really cool. And the Atlanta United fans, you, you, they, they, you, you hear them loudly in the in the yeah. in the audio of the and podcast. And they filled that room out, man. Yeah, it, it was, was absolutely special for us that we could bring you that event and that you would actually show up for that event was big for us. Being a part of the Atlanta Fan United TV stuff was great. Yeah, and then now this. You know, two weeks later. Well, just how how great how great are our lives right now? Alexis? I mean, the year's ending out pretty great. <laughs> so, uh, so all, all come we, on NYCFC with that. <laughs> yeah, Cup. it would just be a perfect. Uh, the, what would make the year just perfect is if the MLS Cup is not held in Toronto. That's I mean, it. that's it. And the <laughs> reason we want it in New York is so that we can save money on flying. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's that's right. really it. And rooms. Yeah, all this success has not led to lots and lots of money. It's, no, not yet. No, don't please don't lose. The, don't think that, that is what we're saying. Yeah, here. do not lose sight of the fact. <laughs> that we are still begging for money, uh-huh. which brings up we're going to start a Patreon. <laughs> well, real soon, but that, and that'll be great for uh, and exciting for people. So um, speaking of other milestones, the USA. Hey, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a, it's, it's US. Hey, hey, hit them with a Millie Rock. That's right. So they uh, they are one step closer to the World Cup. I think it's something like 93 percent that they're going to get through. I think is uh, the last number that I looked up. But those 7%. Those, I mean, that's what stops us from saying like it's happening. But yeah. like, what did we need to do in order to continue to move forward in advancing? What did we need to do? We needed to beat Panama. Yeah. Now, go back four years ago. Panama had it wrapped. They were going to qualify for the first time in the history of their country. They were going to qualify for the World Cup. All the U.S. needed to do while playing against them in their home is just kick the ball around a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Pass it. Let me. I'll give it to you. You yeah, run over there. Barcelona style. The, yeah, you you don't even get to see the ball. All you need was a little bit of ticking and a little bit of taka. <laughs> and what did Sasha Kleshin and Graham Zussi do? They were like, Nah, son. Wouldn't it be dope if we just scored on them right now? Just yeah. to head on them. Uh, by the way, we uh, the U.S. already qualified. If you don't know, 88th minute, if I'm not mistaken, Graham Zussi. Just the ups, <laughs> the ups of an NBA rookie, <laughs> uh, and just puts the ball in the head. I mean, Sanzusi, uh, Mexico got in because of that, mm-hmm. uh, and just shattered Panama. So this was this was what scared me. This is the retribution game. Yeah, and uh, so obviously we know we all know the result. Panama US- came in like, nah, that's not happening. Wait, you scored twice already? <laughs> How's that possible? We were just talking. <laughs> yeah, we. Were, I was still, you know, put throwing water in my face and yeah. getting ready, warming yeah. up. And like, what's going on? I'm doing those things where like I hop and my knees go real high. 
<laughs> yeah, there was a, little, a couple stretches. Uh, U.S. did win this game 4-0. And what? I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better, especially for, uh, you know, this, the, how concerned we were all uh, for the U.S. team. But Christian Pulisic starts his game, early goal. Uh, I mean, you know, not even it's not even an early goal. It's a, like allows America to relax eight minutes into a game. I mean, yeah. you know, my heart was beating so fast. I had to watch this on mute in the back of a comedy venue <laughs> or in the front of a comedy venue. In the back is where the where the space was. But I begged them to put it on. Thank God that it was nationally televised or else I'd be watching it on my phone. But I begged them to turn it on and I had to watch and I literally ran out of the venue. When Christian Pulisic scored, because I was like, I can't scream or else I'm going to disturb the show. <laughs> I mean, you've been a QED. It's a curtain. Yeah, that's a, it's interesting. And, and I think a lot of people may, uh, this is probably a very unique experience for a lot of uh, listeners in that we are stand-up comedians, so that yeah. our evenings are that. So a lot of times we can't really plan where we're going to go see games. We can't, no. go, we can't go to bars to see the games. Uh so this is our life a lot where we're like we're like we'll be in a green room of a comedy club just staring and at staring our at our phone and all the other comedians like yo what the hell are you doing I know, why are you watching that watching watching soccer right yeah, now like, oh when did that game happen like six weeks ago I'm wearing all America gear like you shut the goddamn hell up <laughs> uh, but yeah that, that's a, a, a real part of our lives where yeah. that, that's how we have to like uh, you know consume some of the games because obviously weekend games are like in the daytime yeah. MLS and stuff so it's not yeah that. like Champions League stuff like that we could just go see because that's happening during the day but yeah. like but the things US, that happen at night. U.S. Yeah. international matches are. This is that's kind of what happens to us pretty often. Yeah. So I had to watch it. Where did you see it? I watched it at home. I had to. I was working on actually the All Star video. Oh, okay. I was cool. Finishing up on on that. Uh, so the. Pulisic scores that goal and how happy was he oh boy I mean he did that thing he, where he was like he that was like his moment of like give me the rock you he, know like, it, was, it was that but he also took the mantle after he uh, after he scored the goal I, I I feel like I could if you read his lips it would be it, it could have been like Alexias for you you piece of you yeah, know yeah. like it was golden boy my <laughs> ass yeah. it really felt like this uh like Pushing that weight off of you, and, yeah. And to, to all the to all the haters talking smack, yeah. All uh, with the what, what with the Twitter fingers, right? All that he's just like, yo, th- we, this is where the game happens. Now, yeah. not on the internet. Not son, rush your thumbs, my dude. <laughs> my feet got this. <laughs> and the angle at which he shot it, I mean, I, it looks like he he took a step just too hard to sort of get away from the keeper. And oh, then yeah. he, he he did it. And the only thing, the only angle I can consider is the Joseph Martinez angle. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> It's patented. Yeah, we're well, like, well, I mean, you can't possibly score from that. What already? Yeah, it's like all these all these mathematicians take their glasses off. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I think you just broke the law of relativity. Uh, but it was just a beautiful thing to see. What I loved about it is Matt Doyle was on our podcast and he talked about how uh, Christian Pulisic needs to be more more center, central, more central, center. Yeah. And I think you saw him sort of cement himself as that that is his position. With those questions that maybe uh, Brooklyn. Bruce might have had, you know, uh, throughout the last few weeks or the last few months as to whether maybe he should be a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, maybe he's wide. Uh, nah, man, he's central. I mean, yo, that's his. And, that, and the the goal, the first goal was was probably directly uh, came from him being in that position for Bruce Arena. Uh, you know, ha- having that uh, particular strategy because you saw it was that that sort of layoff from uh, Josie Altidore yeah. uh, that that put uh, Pulisic in position. But I mean. 
the, the pass itself was a bit behind Pulisic. And the fact that he contorted his leg yeah. to push the ball in front of him. And the amount of pace he can get He's fast. Yeah, was Roman Torres was the closest defender. He slid. <laughs> Roman's, no, like, yeah, Roman's no. like, I mean, I'm not even. But with that deep, I'm like, whatever. What do you expect? So you can't expect, yeah, to, to, for Roman Torres to, to beat a 19-year-old kid in a foot race. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Especially like a 19-year-old kid who's fast anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, and a, a, a great move but uh, yeah after he scored uh there the the that that scream that really uh, another thing uh credit to or orlando city the the orlando oh, city man. stadium was rocking i mean great it, atmosphere it, 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 it you know again it brings up uh those questions of like is this should this be the place where they have all the games you know i know atlanta yeah. Is also kind of saying the same thing for for international matches right. and, and World Cup that that they would uh, want to be hosting some matches, but Orlando that was yeah I mean they did it right they they, they, they got everything right that night uh, except the uh, I brought this up in the article but the like nightclub you know lighting oh sure on the way in sure it's a little much <laughs> a little much it's whatever. the guy who designed this like I got some ideas <laughs> all right how about how about this strobe lights everywhere. <laughs> How about this? I know what's gonna, I know what's going to piss Panama off. Right. <laughs> just just uh, yeah. d- d- distract them with uh, with those uh, v- you know the VIP bottles with the streaming <laughs> with the, the little sparklers, the sparklers on sparklers at the end yeah. of it. They, they won't even see what's coming. <laughs> Yo, oh, all right, we're going to get a VIP section inside the tunnel. How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? Uh, it, there are a couple uh, moments, obviously, from the match uh, that were I, I think the, the most glaring moment was how uh, violent uh, Panama was towards Christian Pulisic. They really, I mean, he's a teenager guy. He why do you child? Why don't you tone it down a little bit? But they were kicking him, kicking him, punching they him, punch him in the back of the head. Punch, they punch him in the chest. Yeah. Uh, give him a couple like uh, uh, like gut little little taps, little yeah. shots. Uh, ridiculous. I mean, there's no other kind of way around it. They don't do that in the Bundesliga. It, it, <laughs> this is the most Concacaf thing <laughs> that could have happened to him. It, it seemed, uh, you know, watching the game live, the the camera wasn't on him all the time, obviously. Right. Uh, and I didn't really notice it. And after the match, uh, I know Casey Keller was like talking about, you know, CONCACAF has to step in and and do something about this, you know, because they he, he was suggesting that there should be some video review of like after the match, like if things like this happen, that even if the players don't get penalized on the field, they should be able to go back and retroactively give them punishment. You don't agree with that, do you? No, so the, what, the point I was trying to make is that while I was watching the game, I was like, what the hell is Casey talking about? It, it wasn't that. There was nothing Right, because nothing the camera wasn't bad. focusing on. So I didn't really see There should it. be a Pulisic cam, though. There should be. I mean, that's. I watch that channel. <laughs> 24 hours a day. I wonder what he's cheering about right now. He's just him <laughs> on the bench at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I, I'd watch Pulisic sleep, you know? Pulisic <laughs> oh, my cam. God. Not creepy at all, Christian. <laughs> no, man, that's, that's good content. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, he snores a little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just, I just want to make sure he's safe, you yeah. know? <laughs> he's, he's America's prized possession. He's like, oh, here comes the sun. <laughs> Aww. Oh, look at the, the reflection of, you know, the sun on, on Pulisic's face uh, off, the, off of the mirror. Oh. You almost can't see his halo. <laughs> Sweet baby Pulisic. Sweet baby Pulisic. But um, so I didn't understand what he was talking about. And then when I saw the replays of the particular offenses, there were probably uh, two that I thought the, the kicks to the shin. I get it. I mean, it's a, a, a it's it's excessive, right? Definitely worth a yellow. It didn't seem like uh, it's a bad foul, 
but I get what uh, I get the strategy of, of the game, what, yeah. what they're trying to do. So, uh, do I think p- players should be suspended retroactively? No, I don't think that. But the punches, uh, how do how do you justify Armando Cooper, who who we know he's a he's a tough player. We yeah. see he plays for Toronto. You know, we he he was uh, he had a he was he's a, also a big, like a gnat. You know, he doesn't go away even in Toronto games. He's yeah, like, uh, he's very. Uh, Diego Costa, yes. Felipe, yes. and we saw last year the the playoffs against NYCFC. He's you know he he got in like V's head a little bit. He's yeah. he's an aggressive player, but there was I, be, I believe two times that he directly just punched he punched Pulisic uh, in in like the chest and the stomach. Where how is that okay? And and to to be like and he he got yellow carded he. Probably should have been sent off. I mean, right. it's just like you don't. A ref is not paying paying attention to a boxing match, and they're following the ball. They're seeing, you know, and they're looking for foul. Not they're not going to pay attention to off the ball stuff. But the complaint a lot of people had was the, that that's what the fourth official is for to see those things. Uh, you know, and I I forgot who who mentioned it, but just reminded me the the at the World Cup Zinedine Zidane uh, when the, he had, but it wasn't the ref who saw it, it was the fourth official. So. This was one of those things that you can't, there's no explanation. There's no justification. There should be something at least to prevent players from punching each other and get, and having and, and no punishment for it. There is. Christian Pulisic getting on the ground and, and writhing in pain and pretending that he's hurt. Okay. And that, and that's, I mean, another- that's the part of the game. That's part of the game. Like, I, I, I struggle to say, like, oh, if you do the... Because those tactics, you know, do work sometimes. And it's sure. kind of a part of the game. Look, players shouldn't be punched in the head, but it's kind of a part of the game. Like, if you guys disagree, if you're if you're watching or, or listening, uh, let us know. You know, uh, mention it. You know, uh, tell us what you think. I think it's kind of a part of the game, but that's where the sort of diving or flopping comes from. Diving where somebody taps you and you fall to the ground inside the box to get a penalty, that's not cool. Okay? Yeah. But... Uh, somebody punches you in the head and the official's not looking and you hit the ground and go, that guy just punched me in the head. It hurts. You're helping your team. You're stopping them from being able to use that tactic. And guess what? This is going to happen to Christian Pulisic a lot. He's the clearly the best player on the field. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we haven't really seen Pulisic play that long, right? I mean, this is, he he got, his first game was what, when, like before he turned 18, he was 17, yeah. right? So it, it's, uh, we're seeing him, uh, he, 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 he came in, in, the beginning in the of middle this, of the cycle, the yeah, this cycle. The, this cycle is his first time, yeah. But he yeah. came in, they were already a couple four years games. ago, he was 14, 15 years old. Th- there were a couple games already played in the, in the World yeah, Cup yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. before he, he got into the team, and so this is relatively new for us. I mean, I, I can't remember another U.S. team when they were like, Yo, we got to stop that dude. You know, like the messy, the messy rules, Jordan rules. Yeah. You know, th- that that's like a new thing for, for the U.S. national team. Hacka Pulisic? Hacka. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Hacka Shack? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Punch a Pulisic? <laughs> <laughs> should, should not be that. Yeah, we'll come up with a catchier name. Maybe that's not the best one. <laughs> we don't want that one to like. He just punches his catch. kid's sister. We're like, what happened? I, was, I thought this was the game. I, I, what am I supposed to do? No, that's the wrong Pulisic. That's the wrong, wrong Pulisic. It's not all Pulisic. Also, it's also, stop punching Pulisic. <laughs> Please stop punching Pulisic. We need to clarify on the strategy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it is a uh, a thing I think that's uh, new for us to to kind of be talking about where 
um, where like we that where we, we have, have a to player pro- so good that's getting yeah yeah and that we have to like protect right and and t- although I think it used to happen to Landon a lot it used to happen to Clint Dempsey but Clint Dempsey is just a different animal than Christian Pulisic sure although Christian Pulisic's tough as nails and clearly a leader and I think deserves to be captain by the time the World Cup starts if he's still playing in this manner and especially the way he's sort of directing the team while he's out there and uh, leading. But, you know, Clint Dempsey's the type of dude, you punch him, he's like, all right, check it out. There's like six guys <laughs> waiting outside your kid's house right now. You, you, know? you are not making it to the parking no, lot, no, bro. bro. I'm from Nagadocious, man. <laughs> you know, like he uh, or whatever, Nagadocious, whatever, however you pronounce it. But like he's a he's a different. He's like kind of like a, he's, the, he's the most hood dude we've ever had. I mean, sure. that's national team. I agree. Is there anyone more gutter? Is there anyone <laughs> way more just like, I don't know, street than Clint Dempsey? Yeah, there's not. I, I can't I can't think of one. No. But, but, but Pulisic is, is I mean, it's a Hershey, complete, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, you know, Pennsylvania. He's like, gosh, guys, stop hitting me. You know, he's a different guy. You know? <laughs> he doesn't handle it as, uh, you know, and he's also a kid still. I but mean, he kind of manned up, though. Like, he took it. He took it all in stride. He did. And I do, I do like that part of his game where he doesn't really, uh, he, you know, all the times that he, he, that he was on the ground writhing in pain, it was like, I believed it. It wasn't. There was no soft, right, 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 anything. Uh, but there, there is a, it's a maturity thing, right? And and it's also a, a, like an earning respect thing. You know, when when Messi was that age, you know, he probably handled it a lot differently than yeah. he does now. I mean, we see uh, it, there is a um, uh, what a in, in in basketball this happens a lot where. Uh, you know how they say like uh, Le- uh, LeBron will get a call, Jordan will get a call. Where like yeah. over years, over time, the the refs n- they'll know how other teams are playing against you, and they'll look for right. certain things. So I think that we're kind of on the beginning of that path where th- th- what happened w- against Panama was so like obvious and egregious that that the there's a ref meeting after the match and like all right, look, yeah, we're, uh, future matches, FIFA protect be- this kid. Like he shouldn't be getting punched. He in shouldn't the be head. getting punched. I mean, it's not about like favoritism no but like but it's, it's like, just it's yeah. about legitimate he's target just, and he's, we should be watching out for it's him. legitimate safety and and over time he's probably gonna get calls that he probably doesn't deserve yeah but that's it balancing out because he got punched America. a bunch of times he got punched a bunch of times yeah. so uh yeah so the the yeah four nothing four nil panama loses four nil i mean you know uh, the the official uh, the uh, head coach the captain everyone's getting in arguments with the, with reporters and yeah. stuff it's uh it was it was a big um it's got to be a big letdown i actually went to anthony devito a very funny comic who just had his uh, special uh come out and his album is out yeah. uh called dream occupation absolutely incredible uh he had kind of like a like a little get together right after that. And it was in Queens. So I happened to be in Queens at that comedy venue. So I was like, oh, I'll stop by. And, uh, Evan Williams wife, who is Mexican came by with someone who's Panamanian, which is her best friend. And the two of them go to NYCFC games. So I've met them before and she's wearing a Panama Jersey. And I was like, Hey, and, uh, the Evan's uh, wife is like, nah, 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 now, you know, she's very upset. <laughs> and I was like, I can kind of understand why I'm upset. Evan's like, why? And I explained what happened that last game four years ago. Mm-hmm. I go, and by the way, they drew us 1-0. One, I mean, 1-1, 1-1, 1-1. Like, we kept tying with them. The Everyone's thought process was they're going to beat America because of the situation and how hard they played us before. It seems like they just threw a bunch of numbers forward, and it left them open for the counter. And if Christian Pulisic doesn't score in the eighth minute, it maybe is a different style game. Maybe them throwing numbers forward yeah. works. But, yo... 
Bruce came through and was like, yo, we're going to do the same thing. I love that. I kind of like that where he was like, yo, you throw, you throwing four or five attackers at us. Well, we're going to throw four or five attackers at you. Yeah. They and uh, see who's better at the end of the day. I mean, they very much were looked overpowered. Uh, very much so. Like they just, there, there was no, I think they had three shots on goal. Panama. Yeah. And- Tim Howard didn't really have to do much. And that was another thing. A lot of people were surprised that Tim Howard even got to start, especially after the, the last match against, yeah. uh, against Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, I, for Panama, I think it was just like a, 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 I feel a four nil like doesn't really represent how like how good or bad they are. Like I, it was, kinda, it does represent how badly they play that game though, without a doubt. Uh, but it, it, it was, I was surprised. I, I did not expect that nah. them to uh, struggle so much, even I, when it was two two nil and we were up two nil. I was like, oh, this isn't done. I mean, maybe it was just the that decision to put Pulisic in the middle because he did touch the ball a lot. You know, he got the, he also got the assist. But let's also give credit to Michael Bradley, who I didn't have any confidence in him being able to sort of be like the DM. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think Dag uh, Dagby, <laughs> Darlington Nag Dag. That's his new Dagby. name. Dagby, <laughs> Dagby, yo, you playing well, Dag? Dagby, what you doing over? <laughs> um, call it? I did not think that he was sort of as influential as I think, you know, the fans want to see. We kind of want to see him like, you know, do everything and like go out and get these crazy goals. We have we know he has all the skill, but he dude, he just is like he's like that. Like, I don't know if the fulcrum is the right term for it. I don't think it is, but he's like that pendulum, man. He just he helps push everything forward. And I think it's him and Michael Bradley's play that gives Christian Pulisic the sort of uh, freedom to run as far forward as he was. Yeah, there's, there's few people uh, in the league that uh, there's few people in the league that I trust. uh with the ball, yeah, uh, like the, more more than Darlington Nagby. Like if if yeah, he's not going to lose that. Ball. He's just he's so reliable uh, with 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 his decision. I mean, occasionally, I think the last two games there were a couple times. Uh, you know, he didn't he made, he made a, a couple bad passes, but it, it's for the most part, he's a solid midfielder. Uh, that like a Maxi Morales type, where it's just like we know. Yeah. Uh, if he has the ball, he's probably going to make a, a good decision with it, and he's not there to score a bunch of goals. Right. Uh, he you know he does it a couple times for Portland uh, throughout the season, but that's not his, that's not his role. And and I think compared to the last two games uh, and and this game against Panama is um, the, the uh, up front the, the the players up front, Bobby Wood, Josie Altador, Pulisic, they made such. Better decisions, yeah. Uh, w- with the ball, when 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 they you know when they had uh, an opportunity to put some pressure. So, uh, so the the, the U.S. midfielder is not one of the the, the areas of uh, of our of like our squad that I'm that I am super concerned about. It's just it's uh, even defensively, I'm not that that uh, concerned about it for for the especially when on, Can- on Concacaf. I mean, world, yeah. on the World Cup. Level. I'm, That's a different different story. Yeah, yeah but uh, Concacaf. I think you know the U.S. is one of the Concacaf powerhouses, and they should be uh, pretty reliable uh, on that front. Because yeah. I feel like the U.S. in general produces pretty good defenders. We have a bunch of defenders who've played yeah. in Europe. Defending, we got F- going forward. That's that's our issue. We just that the the, the technical ability to uh, be at uh, you know even you know like Champions League level 
Yeah. That, that's the tough part. We don't produce those guys. But we're getting there. We're, we're absolutely getting there. And also, we didn't mention this, but uh, the third segment today, we're going to record after the USA-Trinidad-Tobago match. So don't expect that this whole podcast is going to be sort of uh, outdated. It's just this first segment. Exactly. Uh, we're recording in yeah. the morning. So, yeah, the, the t- we're recording Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So uh, I keep saying morning. It's clearly the afternoon. Yeah, you see the sun. And you're just you, This is when you're usually waking up. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is way too early for me. What's for breakfast? It's Saturday. 7 p.m. <laughs> but um, yes, we will be talking about uh, the post, you know, after the, the Trinidad uh, game. So hopefully the U.S. Uh, is in the World Cup and we're really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, and all we need is a win. Oh, yeah. Or a tie and the goal differentials favors us. By yeah. Honduras has to win by like 10 goals. Trinidad would have to win or Panama would have to win by yeah, like, but we I think, 10 goals. Cannot as well. lose. Because then there's, they'll probably be in the playoff. Yeah. And that's not that's not even guaranteed. So, wh- whatever. So, hopefully... Yeah, at least we know it would be against Australia because they beat Syria. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very confusing. But don't worry about it. Uh, just keep listening to this podcast. The last segment is going to be us talking <laughs> right after the Trinidad and USA match. Um, we should... Uh, a couple other things that are going on uh, in, uh, in MLS. Oh, wait. We forgot to mention the tattoo. What tattoo? What do you mean? What tattoo? The tattoo. The tattoo that we're both probably going to go get now. Oh, the Pulisic tattoo. Oh, my God. That wasn't a tattoo. That piece of art he has on his arm. You know what? Because you just, uh, you would like the tattoo. And what came to mind first was the, uh, there was a guy in Atlanta that got a Jeff Lorenowitz tattoo. Oh, no. I didn't even Sam, know that. I think his name is Sam Jones. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't look it up now. But like, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm almost sure that his name, somebody will correct me if that's not his name. But he got, um, he made, there was some bet. I don't know what the bet was, but I saw the video Atlanta put out and he got a Jeff Lorenowitz tattoo on his back. <laughs> I don't even think he has tattoos. He was like in the video, like, I haven't even told my parents. It's going to be weird. And, oh, my God. And it's like, a, uh, it's not like a picture of Lorenowitz's face. It's not like the steve tattoo that he has on his back. Right. Uh, it's a small thing, but it, I think it says Loren- it has Lorenowitz's number in it. It's like a cool little like uh, star or something like that. Oh, that's pretty dope. Uh, but it was like for a charity uh, the refugees, uh, oh, the the Fujis. At least it was for a good reason. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, any soccer tattoo, a lot of people are not going to think there's a good reason for it. No, <laughs> you know, Jay Riddle has that Atlanta United tattoo, and Andy, faction on the other arm, and faction, and Andy behind you has an NYCFC tattoo. Yeah, and it's just like, bro, come on, why? Yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> but he, but, but I he, mean, Christian Pulisic. That's a soccer tattoo people care about. That he has a. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's yeah. a photo going around. It's absolutely hilarious. And I put I wrote about it in the article. But his almost entire upper arm is covered with an eagle flying in front of an American flag. Yeah, it is. It is it's, very. It's kind of. It's kind of kind of garish. I don't know if that's a term <laughs> that I can use here. Is it ga- it's a I, bit much. Yeah, that sounds like the way uh, uh, British people say garage. <laughs> garage. <laughs> no, they garage. Say, they say garage. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's soccer. Uh, so he has this massive thing, but like I think he purposely took his shirt off so that the cameras would catch him. Uh yeah, I mean tattoos are meant to be seen. That, that's why Jay Riddle doesn't wear sleeves. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> we all know, dude. That. It's winter. No, it's I wear vests. <laughs> this Triple Pack Goose it's, vest. It's vest weather, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like you, you wear a vest in the winter. I do wear. I mean, when it's a bubble vest. Yes, yeah, so I. This is my threshold over. Uh, probably about forty-five degrees Fahrenheit is. Uh, I can wear a vest Un- under that. I, I can't. It's just my arms. My torso 
Very comfy and warm. Yeah. <laughs> but my arms. I don't get, know, man. Air goes in those like big bubble openings. I can't. The no, arm openings. It's, it's fine. But th- that's it. Well, when it's under like 45 degrees, it, it's it's way too cold. I go winter coat as soon as I can. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wait till about you 40 just, degrees. Well, though, you're actually. ashamed of your body. And you want to hide it as much as possible. No, not really. <laughs> Pretty proud of it. <laughs> Took a lot of work to get to this. <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea the caloric intake I need <laughs> to maintain this gorgeous body? Oh, boy. But, yeah. I mean, Christian Pulisic, a gorgeous tattoo. Uh, shouts to, I mean, I wrote about it. I forgot who it was who said it's not a tattoo. It's a it's a birthmark. Hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that thing is glorious. And you know what else it is? It's goddamn American. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's so American than when I saw it, I'm like, I think he voted for Trump. Like, it was <laughs> so, yeah, this is very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I saw him at a rally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope he's got no tiki torches in his backyard in, uh, in uh, Germany. It did scream, uh, "This is America!" Yeah. All right, <laughs> it's like that guy during the Vegas shooting who held up his middle finger. He didn't duck. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was just, he had to sleep. Which is, yeah. Which and he was be- drinking a beer. He was like, get down here, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that guy is, is became Christian Pulisic's tattoo. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. And it was large. It wasn't even like a small, you know, usually you start with like a, a little dolphin on, yeah. your, on your hip, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he really went That's for what it. we all started with, Christian. <laughs> That's the first tattoo you yeah. get out of high school. But you do, you get like a little, like a little heart that says mom in it or something. Nah, exactly. he was like, like first, maybe it's not his first tattoo. Maybe he's got a, a tramp stamp. We don't know, Christian. <laughs> uh, just said, love it or leave it on the back. <laughs> <Lord, man. laughs> um, so we should, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the other things that we wanted to uh, make sure we covered, uh, we, we were talking about FC Dallas and Orlando yes. uh, last week uh, about the MLS, the imminent decision to, uh, you know, they, they played an uh, FC Dallas played an ineligible player. Uh, Michael Berrios, they they right. uh, they swapped uh, a player after the 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 team sheet had already been submitted to the referees. Right. The referees uh, unknowingly allowed this change, which uh, they shouldn't have. Uh, they should not have. But what re- was supposed to happen is points were supposed to be deducted for the win. Well, there was they didn't win. They was, you know what it, I mean. It was nil nil. But yeah. what what so what normally happened? Three nil, right? Is the win technically correct? Yeah. So what what ended up happening was that the refs uh, didn't. Didn't inform FC Dallas. FC Dallas didn't know about it, which they are both required to know the rules. Uh, so there's no real excuse on any part. But the decision that uh, that MLS uh, uh, came down with, which uh, was they just fined FC Dallas seventy five thousand dollars in GAM, in GAM general allocation money, and they and twenty five thousand uh, twenty five thousand in real real money dollars. Dollars and cents, straight cash, straight ca- cash money. Yeah. So uh, Garber's on the phone, like, yo, we don't accept checks, though. So <laughs> you bring that shit in small bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better come in a Brinks truck. Yeah, all right, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, and also some people felt like the 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 punishment wasn't that severe. One hundred thousand dollars in. You know, monopoly money and real money is real. <laughs> it, it does affect an MLS club, yeah. so that it, it is uh, it is a punishment. But the standard, um, I don't, I don't want to say the standard, I because I, I I don't know uh, definitively. I but think, but, but what what's common thing, yeah. what's common is that the 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 team uh, that that uh, made the error. Uh, is uh, given a loss, a three 0 loss, uh, right? And 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 the other team is awarded the points. That did not happen. No. And uh, they should have given the gam to the team. What was the other team? Orlando. Orlando. They should have given them the gam. 
Okay. Yeah, there should be some reward for Orlando. That's right. kind of yeah. That's the, they would have preferred the points because then they, they still would be in the playoff race. And now they uh, the Red Bull after the Red Bull victory against Vancouver, uh, they are out of it. They're or, completely out of it. So, uh, which by the way, Vancouver didn't have uh, Jordi Reyna or Kendall Watson, Waston. Yeah, because Kendall Watson was busy running around shirtless in Costa Rica. No, did you see that I video? Did see that? El Mundial, Mundial, Mundial. That was a great call. That, yeah. was, uh, it was one of those legendary calls. Uh, that that uh, to me felt uh, I wish it was one of those that more people would see as opposed to just like soccer Twitter right but it was it was that emotional because he was he was like el, el mundial el mundial lo grita el país which is yeah. which is like which is a great statement to me which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah. the whole country is screaming it with us basically yeah. so that that was just uh, for me very memorable re- really yeah. really cool and, uh, um, and, and to see an MLS player and not only an MLS player but Rodney Wallace was also on the team and a part of that big play. part of that play because he, he made the great play to get it back to uh Brian Ruiz. Yeah. Uh and and then Ruiz made that great co- cross. They were you know this is like in the 92nd minute the game yeah, is yeah, yeah. basically over the, uh, but great moment in Costa Rica uh to to see that. Uh but we were talking about FC Dallas and Orlando. Uh a lot not only a lot of people were kind of uh, puzzled by this decision not, but no no one more than Jason Christ. Jason Christ was Furious. He seemed pretty okay with it, actually. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about from that statement. Uh, he made uh, a bunch of comments about how, uh, you know, like, it, it, I'm kind of paraphrasing uh, about how that, like, we... Uh, he essentially said, like, th- th- we see the standard decision of what's supposed to happen, and he cannot believe that MLS would do this. And he was like, I've been in this league a long time, 20 years. Uh, I've been a part of this league, and this is the first time I've, I've th- they've made a decision that it just absolutely baffles me. And uh, there were a couple comments from other people. I don't know how accurate they were, but they did say, like, no, this has happened before. With, with, like, teams have been fined for this exact thing right uh and 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 people are suggesting that it's it's up to the league to make uh, the the decision because people's rules are i think pretty clear with uh and if there's an ineligible player the other team gets a three no victory right uh but i i think they also put it up to the league's discretion you know maybe there's circumstances that might be different well it's the the playoffs i mean is it it sucks that I mean, because the guy still played, they still had the chance to to win. Ineligible, it's not like he got traded from your team and played for them. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things. Yeah. It was simply just not written down on a sheet of paper. Again, still the law, still the rule. If they would have gotten deducted points or points given to Orlando, I would be fine with it. I can see why they only went with a fine. It, it, it was. It's tough. I mean, from Orlando's perspective, but to give them three points. I mean, it's not a, it's not a gift. We kind can't, of we is. can't use that. We can't use that. I mean, it is because they only find them. So I mean, they should have just won, right? I mean, if they really want win the game, <laughs> win the game. You want to make it a play. But I wouldn't use the word gift because the the, the rules are the rules. Uh, but there is like a um, uh, because both teams were they're both in that like sixth seventh position, right? And you 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 have to feel like MLS was like, I don't. We don't want to ruin it for both so it's like right. now both of you are like kind of in this you both got a point out of it so it's yeah. like you both still have you did, i feel like the mls didn't want to ruin either team's playoff chances yeah but it's also one of those things that like 
All right, you didn't win the game, so we can't just gift you the point. We kind of would be. It would be like, so we're just gonna we're just gonna find you. It's a t- it's a tough position to be in. I I would say I think it's tougher to go to Dallas and be like, hey, we need that point back. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, run them points, dog. Like, yo, yeah. those are not yours. <laughs> no, like we'll take something else if you want, but we need that point. Um, it, it's a it's a tough decision to be in. I think if I w- if I had to make the decision, I would give Orlando the three points because that goes more along the lines of what the rules are right uh and be like yo dallas you, you messed up I mean, what are you gonna i mean you, okay, you're yeah. the only one to to blame but to to make this decision it, it just screams like like i'm uh you know the, how they say um indecision is is the the worst decision yeah that's kind of it was like i don't want we don't want to make a decision because it's good somebody's gonna be mad at us yeah and it's like now i have like everybody a little bit mad at us as opposed to one person very furious well yeah. that's jason christ <laughs> <Jason laughs> yeah. uh, although he's got a lot more to worry about because uh kaka yeah, so speak- doing an interview with Globo Esporte yeah. over in uh, in Brazil, said he's having a wonderful time in MLS and it's the greatest <laughs> time of his life. Is that what he said? No, he said uh, he specifically said. Uh, I, I, this is the quote that really got picked up. But he just said, uh, "I don't feel joy in playing football uh, anymore." Eee. So the, the interesting thing is that Kaká might not notice that this is his job. This is his livelihood. This yeah. is his profession that he's been doing uh, since he was a very, very young boy. How would you feel if you pulled up that MLS article and I wrote, I'm not really enjoying doing cooligans anymore? <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Huh. Uh, Alexis, what a hell of a take. <laughs> Alexis, uh, I re- clearly remember paying you $7 million a season yeah. to do the cooligans. Yeah. What, what, what happened? Uh, I'm playing. I'm just not enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that's the weirdest thing. It's like someone put the gif of Woody Harrelson and crying and wiping his tears with money. Yeah. You know, because it's like, <laughs> I don't enjoy this anymore. No, yeah, I'll take the money, though. I'll take the money. I, you know, I, don't, I don't like to uh, do that because I, I wanted to make that joke about the money. Um, but it, there's plenty of rich people who are not happy doing what they're doing. So, sure. I, like, I was, I was more interested in why he was not uh, enjoying food. Turns out it's more of a statement of, like, his body hasn't been able to keep up with the uh, demand and that, you know, it's too very painful for him and the recovery is tough. Yes. So it wasn't a, oh, MLS sucks. But that's kind of the perception. If you look at that Bleacher Report uh, meme that they posted mm-hmm. or the, the, the sort of stand, uh, the stand-up shot kind of thing, it's like a photo with the with the quote in it. Everyone under underneath was like, oh, that's the MLS. Oh, well, I mean, he is playing MLS. You are playing MLS. You're playing in the MLS. It's like, I there's no way we can change that perception yeah, it, yeah, I would say it. I was trying to read between the lines, and uh, you know, yeah, there's a, the the they think is it you know what? Why is he not enjoying football anymore? Is it is it the league? Is it the travel? Is it you know? There's other things. Family not you know, winning, not win. But that's really you know. I think if Kaká is on, isn't is with NYCFC sitting in second place. I think he's enjoying soccer a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, there's still some joy in there. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt the, uh, you know, his body's not recovering as quickly and all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Right. But, you know, sometimes winning games 
Kind of is a little bit healing, you know, has some healing properties. <laughs> yeah. Feels really nice. A couple endorphins are released. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're kind of enjoying going to work. Uh, Three points and a skip of my step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of what he's not saying about, like, you know, what's going on in Orlando. The Orlando, the, you know, expansion team, a lot of money, new stadium, a lot of expectations. Is this not an issue? And I don't want it to make it seem like we're piling on Orlando because we just talked how great that you guys, the atmosphere was. Is this not an issue for Jason Christ? He it. seems to have lost the locker room in the last two jobs he's had. Sure. And I kind of agree with you that that's kind of part of what he means. You know, is it that Kaka's not being sort of catered to? Maybe that's the problem, Right. Or is it the fact that he's just not chasing crisis in his cup of tea? And he's like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through all this? Yeah, it, it really, I, I, when I hear somebody say like, oh, I, you know, there's jobs I've done and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it, it, it's usually not because of the specific task of the job. It's usually like either the environment, you know, this is what Google puts candy at the in the break room yeah so people can like oh you know what sometimes my job working. sucks yeah <laughs> but you know what the sour patch kids right there you know it's patch kids just makes me feel better it's like you know i wanted to i wanted to not come into work today maybe i wanted to not come into work ever again but then these twix bars showed up <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh this episode is sponsored by twix uh, <laughs> brought to you by give me a break give me a break well that's a different candy is it yeah it's a different candy that's, that's kick <laughs> That's kind of what I meant in my head. I pictured a Kit Kat bar in my head when I said it. Twix is the two pieces, right? The two pieces. If anyone should know this. Yeah, Kit Kat is four. Four pieces. Ah, give me a Twix. Give me a Twix. <laughs> is it four or five? I don't know. Two. Kit Kat? No, Kit no. Kat's four. Kit Kat's four. Okay. And yeah. Twi- but I know. Yeah, no, Twix, Twix two. Is, is two. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. By the way. I had a great Kit Kat in Ireland. They got much better candy than we did. Oh, yeah, because they, they don't use, like, the processed sugar. There. Oh, my God. So their candies use the taste So yeah. good. It reminded me of when I was a kid. Everyone says it, but it's true. I was like, oh, my God. I remember those Kit Kats. Okay. Just wiping chocolate off your face. Those Kitty Kats. <laughs> no, it all goes in the gullet. <laughs> I don't waste a piece. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So all that stuff is going on with Kaka. Very uh, weird. And, uh, and uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm not ready to see Kaka... Leave MLS. I I hope he stays more. You know he he has provided some good moments. He I'm is, ready for him to go. You really okay? I like watching him play. I think it's cool. Uh, but I, I don't think he's a difference maker. So why are you paying him seven mil? I mean, That's like six other players. Maybe yeah. Maybe a pay cut is what he needs. Yeah, I mean I don't. But I don't think he's going to do it for that. Sure, that may, that makes total sense. But uh, but speaking of Orlando, there was a, a another interesting story uh, that came out of uh, you know Disney. Orlando's got a lot going on. Orlando, it, it, look again. We we we're not trying to pile on Orlando. We're, I mean they uh, they they have provided some very entertaining games. I mean that game against Atlanta was uh, amazing. A couple, was amazing. Amazing. So, uh, Dwyer getting there. The people. The fans. The airport. Airport. It was great. You're doing great, guys. But Florida. But Florida. What's you it? know what you do when it, it comes to the news, bro. Florida is a bad influence on Orlando. That's really. <laughs> I mean, Orlando should move to another state. That's really. <laughs> really. Because that's, that's. Or Orlando's a bad influence on soccer players. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff seems to be happening. Look, we're trying to find the root of the problem. Uh, and and that's what we're here for to investigate you know these issues because Orlando seems to be the 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 city all of a sudden it's the new Miami it yeah. is that it's TMZ worthy oh my god every single week and we got another story another one Orlando City and Orlando Pride now Orlando Pride is like you know what let's get in this because yeah, Orlando like, <laughs> look, at this, look at all the marketing opportunities <laughs> these guys are having getting arrested why don't we get some of our superstar players arrested you know what you do you have them hang out with Orlando 
window <laughs> city players and that's exactly what happened uh so yeah you i i don't uh, i know a little bit about the story but you know more but basically the the gist of it is is a large group of of players and significant other players uh significant others from the orlando area went out so a lot of orlando city players and a lot of orlando pride players probably the two most uh the two or three biggest names are uh alex morgan uh giles barnes and danny toya right those yeah. seem to be the end uh, i think it's donnie toya not danny oh okay well whatever toya was there uh Sevando, Servando uh, Caraco was there too. Oh, yeah. uh, Alex Morgan's husband. Because um, when I first read the story, it said like Charles Barnes and Alex Morgan's arrested drinking. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was very. Okay. The headline was very, bait, you know, clickbait yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was like. Uh, uh, no, no, it was thrown out for like trespassing, yeah, something like like you, they broke into Disney in the middle yeah. of the day. <laughs> we're like, damn, yeah, you know? yeah where's Mickey? Yeah, Man, like yeah. just a really name well, in my names. head. I was like, this is how Alex Morgan cheats on on Servando <laughs> by breaking into Disney and getting caught with Giles Barnes. <laughs> but uh, the, what the story is that the large group of them posted a picture of themselves all kind of hanging out, looking all super hipstery at uh on Instagram. So that whole group went to the UK pub and if. You know, if you've never been to Epcot, in Epcot, if you've never been there, it's like they have different countries. You can go hang out, like in Germany, you can go hang out in Mexico, you can go hang out, hang out in the UK. It's a big pub, and I, and I really think they should take down that wall to get I mean, into Mexico. It's very rude. Very. Why do Disney doesn't need to do that? Also, the staff wants to leave. You know, <laughs> God, you constantly have to show your papers on the way out, and then. So, geez. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get to the Magic Kingdom, yeah, man. This is the stuff that's never getting in the article, uh, the column, uh, but. Uh, Alex Morgan uh, apparently was drinking a lot, as you do in a pub. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, kind of sad that people have to hang out in a UK themed pub in Disney. Okay, that's kind of sad. That's like, let's go get a drink on a soundstage studio of a real bar. It's kind of sad. Yo, Orlando, you need some regular yeah, ass bars, I, dog. I, yeah, I only drink on the set of Cheers. Yeah, that's yeah, my, yeah that's, that's the only way I like to get uh, drunk. It's like people who drink at Applebee's. You're like, come on, you know. Like, I mean, get, you know, there's got to be a bar around here. I mean, clearly, but but uh, uh, a lot of British people go to Orlando. It's like a big yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, tor- tourism. I ask a lot of them why, and they go, why wouldn't you? Orlando's great. I'm like, I mean, what? what? There's nothing. Thing to do here? <laughs> you think Orlando's great? I think it's just the the difference in weather. It's, it seems like a it's like a safe space. It's also a cheap flight, which yeah, is yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's like a very easy way to get to America and kind of have fun in really good weather. Long story short, mm-hmm. but also adults going to Disney just freaks me out, man. <laughs> Isn't there laws against that? Um, especially by themselves. And you know who I'm talking about. I don't know you, but you know who you are if you're listening to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Giles Barnes apparently cuts in front of somebody at a pub. I don't know how you cut in front of somebody at a pub, by the way. Is there, were there sandwiches? Were there a line for sandwiches? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you sort of angle your way to the bar. Yeah. Maybe you get in front of somebody or you should have stepped faster. You know, that's not, that's not my fault. Giles Barnes doing what he does on the pitch, getting in front of the back line, <laughs> right? He gets up there. Uh, and apparently the person who he cut in front of had some things to say. And Alex Morgan's like... Cracking knuckles, like yo, I got you, B. Yo, hold, step back, yo, Servando, hold my purse. I got this. I mean, take, take, she was taking her hoop earrings yeah, off. She was taking her fake nails off, and uh, she and a group of other people. I think uh, Donnie Toya's wife or girlfriend, somebody that was with uh, Miss Toya, they said, but whoever was with Donnie Toya uh, also had some things to say. So all of a sudden, the ladies in the group were like, no, 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 we want to get paid the same. We could also take some heat the same. Uh, and they got in, they got in some faces and Alex Morgan apparently was very inebriated. Uh, so she gets kicked out for being a little too aggressive. Okay. And Giles Barnes also gets kicked out and Donnie Toya's, uh, lady also gets kicked out. So they get kicked 
out. And I don't know where the trespassing thing came from. That I still don't understand. Yeah, it's like a... Uh that's a poor like uh, description of what happened. Yeah, it was just that clickbaity is probably the perfect way to put yeah, it. Yeah, they got thrown out. Yeah, they got thrown out. And we've all been there before. Alex Morgan comes back and says, hey, uh, you know, I apologize for my actions, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't have done it. Hashtag live and learn. Giles Barnes hasn't tweeted in six months. He's not trying to either. <laughs> I looked up his Twitter. He hasn't said anything. Uh, I don't know, Donnie Toy. I didn't look for it. Um, but, you know, my favorite part of the whole thing was just like, you know, Hope Solo was like, oh. Just a, a tweet apology, huh? <laughs> Is that all it takes ah, to get in the good graces? That's cute. <laughs> You're not going to fire her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah was, this is not like uh, behavior we're sort of uh, used to seeing from Alex Morgan. She's right. kind of, uh, she's of the darling. face of the team. Yeah, darling. She's a bit of a darling. Uh, but yeah, it just raised this question of like, yo, what? Is going on in Orlando. Orlando. Either there's not enough to do, and this is the stuff people are choosing to do, or mm-hmm. there's too much to do. And I don't think it's the latter. Yeah. It, um, the former. It, I don't know. Sometimes I, I worry, not worry, but like, it's just like when players get drunk, especially during the season, I'm like, wait, what? Why? They're human beings. I guess that they're human beings, but you're, you have a game, like, you or training in a couple, what, you're getting drunk? Oh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's different for stand-up comedians to be like, yeah, I'm going to get drunk. We also say this knowing Diego Maradona was doing blow at halftime. Has has there been no progress (laughs) when it comes to, you know, sports nutrition that they know to not do blow during the season? They didn't do blow. They went and had a little bit of drunk. Also, what are you going to do at a UK-themed pub? (laughs) Just eat the pies? That's probably worse. Uh, Also, how bad do you and I want to go party with Alex Morgan and Giles Barnes? (laughs) I would not turn down that invitation. Oh, my God. Giles, <laughs> Alex, Morgs, call us. Yeah, we'll chill. What uh, was her nickname? Baby Pony? Oh, I don't know. She had a nickname. It was like a little pony, baby pony. We'll buy the drinks. <laughs> we know you make millions, but trust us. We'll We're buying really cheap we'll shots. We'll take care of you. Uh, uh, clearly, there, there is a lot of go- going on in Florida, and this is not related to soccer, but Miami Dolphins just had an offensive line coach that just... Pulled a Maradona. <laughs> that for whatever reason... Uh, this video of him doing cocaine in in on video, and he's just like sending a sweet a sweet little video message to his lady. No, you don't know the story behind it. What he was doing it with a stripper. Oh no, I know. Oh yeah, and the stripper released the video because he didn't. He wouldn't take part. She was a black stripper mm-hmm. and, and and sex worker apparently, but he protested the uh he was against oh, the kneeling protest okay yeah so she was like well psh. all right <laughs> so for social justice she released the video of this man doing blow <laughs> yeah i i didn't know that i didn't know why she put it out i thought it was just like a, an ex trying to get back no, at whatever. how great is this story this is a much better story now and how much more florida can a story <laughs> get unless she ate his face. That's the only thing. <laughs> wow. Uh, but the, I mean, a couple of things. When I saw that video, one thing. This I, is a lot for you to process. It is a lot. And, and now I'm like, this this woman's a hero. Yeah. Uh, but the, w- the one thing I. I believe you mean a shero. <laughs> it was Wonder Woman who put the video yeah. out. <laughs> but the, the thing I really didn't like about the, the way this story was handled, they, especially I was watching it on ESPN when it came out. It was like, he, uh, you know, uh, offensive line coach from Miami. Dolphins, Chris Forster, happens to be, it appears he is uh, storing some sort of white powder. I, right. we, not, we, we cannot confirm. It's just like, come on, dude. Every Seriously. time every time some athlete is doing, uh, 
smoking marijuana, a little bit of pot. They're like, these junkies, yeah. we got to get them out of the game. Okay, this is the problem. You can't let crack babies into the league <laughs> they, go they become adults. So yeah. great. I mean, and you don't want to be like, oh, look, this is how, this is white privilege. And I don't want to yeah. go that far. But it is like, it's just examples like that, that it's just, it's just like, Come on, guys. Also, fire him if he's snorting confectioner sugar, okay? Because <laughs> there's yeah. something not right. <laughs> You're not right in the head. <laughs> but clear, look, we're worried about you, Florida. Uh, the teams. Too much going on. Okay, no more expansion teams in Florida. <laughs> Miami, go somewhere else. Nah, it's, Beckham. Best, look around, buddy. You the, don't want any part of this. It's the last place you want to be, man. Nah, Beckham. <laughs> Maybe that's why the fusion didn't last, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a lot going on in the locker room. Uh, but now we know where uh, Ray, uh, Ray Hudson, Hudson gets his, uh, <laughs> gets gets his, his energy, energy from. <laughs> He's like, have you guys met Miguel out front? <laughs> oh, baby. Um, magisterial. Magisterial. That's a, I mean, it, it takes a, a lot of inspiration to come up with words like that, man. Let me tell you something. Florida is the kind of place where I'm like, we need a camera. I'm so sorry about that, everybody. We need a camera on Christian Pulisic 24-7, and we need a camera on Florida 24-7. <laughs> it's just a, What's get, happening in Florida? Get the satellites on there at all times. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, oh boy! What a what a what a ridiculous hell uh, of a segment! What a what a ridiculous state that state is. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the end of the segment. We're, we're go- next segment. We're going to be talking to uh, DJ Step. Yeah, I can't wait. If you don't know who DJ Step is, he's been in a bunch of our videos. He's in our most recent video, which yeah. is MLS All Star Number Two. Uh, he is the DJ for the Chicago Fire, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so we get to talk about, and he's a friend of ours. Yeah, and we get to talk about the what influence uh, music has on MLS matches because you know some teams uh, I think prioritize that a little bit more than us. But DJ yeah. Step is DJ Step and the Chicago Fire are are they they make make it a point to make that a part of the experience. And, yeah, uh, and we also talk about our time in Chicago, which is kind of cool because he uh, helped us out a bunch out there he, yeah uh, he was really uh like a like a cool friend and a bit of a fixer out there so uh yeah give that a listen uh really cool uh interview and uh it'll happen right after these uh this break Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want, to, all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you click on YouTube? the YouTube app. Why don't you put in soccer, cooligans, and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can, hit that little bell, that notification lets you know every time we put up a video. We're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA The News that we're playing FIFA and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match. And we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video and there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So, uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. Little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. It's is that that hard? <laughs> Come on. We're so just, we're just two, two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. Want a little like? Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So yeah. if you can, hit the like button. Comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, baby. Oh, we're back, guys. That's right. And uh, we, you know, we've we've actually we've shot a couple videos with this guy. Um, he's been on our channel before. Friend helped us out a, a bunch out in Chi Town. Great dude, you know. And and he was uh one of the one of the early people who like were affiliated with 
MLS teams, like we just uh, just affiliated with with uh, like the the official uh, uh, you know MLS Illuminati, you know, and what I'm us. Saying? And he also brought in early. And yeah, he was He was like reaching out to us and and uh, just being complimentary. He was like, like, "You guys are amazing, yeah. right? You have better pizza than we do." <laughs> blah blah blah. He's on mute, so he can't respond, which is one of the reasons why I put him on mute. But instead of that, why don't we why don't we actually get a chance to talk to him? Uh, you know him, you love him. If you're a Chicago Fire fan, because not only is he a big fan himself, but he's also the DJ, the absolute official DJ and the music director for the Chicago Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only <laughs> DJ Step. That was an illustrious introduction, guys. There you <laughs> go. You. Not a not problem. Even included that dig on Chicago pizza, which ah. I'm super duper appreciative of. I'm sure you were screaming <laughs> a little bit, uh, which is another reason why we had you on mute. <laughs> yeah, we, nah, when uh, when Alexis uh, and I got to Chicago, that was like one of the things that I was uh, I was trying to like corral him a little bit. I'm like, just look, we're in, we're a guest here, all right? They're being nice to us. Why don't you just tone it down on the pizza? Yeah, and I was like, how about I go harder? <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, is we've talked about it a bunch on this podcast. I've enjoyed it. My cousins grew up in Chicago. It's fine. Just shouldn't be called yeah. pizza. But more than that, uh, music, how did you get from, I don't Were were you... Were you DJing, uh, you know, and, and I don't know, one of the Chicago Fire guys saw you? How did you get was, to become the was, music director? He was DJing a bar mitzvah. Yeah. And they were like, yo, yeah. you got moves. I think <laughs> you want to. You I like your music selection. <laughs> yeah. What could you do for 90 minutes? <laughs> the, the time, yeah, that, that one bar mitzvah in Bridgeview uh, in Chicago. <laughs> they like the, the way I mixed uh I guess the electric slide into uh, <laughs> the cha cha slide. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a uh, hava negila Yeah, you hit it with all the slides all at once. Honestly, how did you end up becoming? Because that's a that's something that I think not even a lot of people um, would even think to aspire to is to to become the music director of a soccer team. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it was definitely kind of by chance. Um, I was on a trip uh, to the UK with my family. Uh, three years ago now and my brother actually gifted me season tickets to the team um, in 2015 uh, which I didn't know at the time would be like one of our worst seasons in the past 20 years of the club but at the time I was super duper excited and just really pumped just be getting you know you know uh, inebriated with my friends uh, and enjoying oh, yeah. always, yeah. always fun it's always a nice time <laughs> and I'm and I'm saying this from a fan perspective obviously but uh, yeah, because you're, so you're not getting drunk on the job anymore. No, 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 not, <laughs> not in Bridgeview, no. Um, but as, as a fan and as a supporter of the team and as someone that likes watching soccer and as someone that enjoys going to the pub with friends and watching games, um, it was exciting to be able to support something that was unique, uh, I think, to the city of Chicago. I mean, soccer fans themselves are just a, a really weird group of people um, of all ages, of all nationalities colors um you know uh preferences and style of soccer etc 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 um so i wanted to just try and celebrate getting these season tickets man and i called up a friend of mine um who's also named ben weirdly enough um and he was a videographer and cinematographer and i had this idea to put this mix together and the mix basically incorporated a bunch of heat related samples whether it be like johnny catch's ring of fire or um, songs that were like culturally relevant to like the very niche fan base of yeah, Chicago yeah. Fire folks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I put it out on the internet and didn't really think anything was going to happen from it. And um, the club saw it 
Um, a couple MLS blogs picked it up, like cultural related sites like uh, Dunny over at the Original Winger, um, and a few other people. Um, and then they said, "Hey, can you can you do this? You know, every single game." And I was like, "Well, yeah, sure. I'll be there anyways." So <laughs> that's awesome. Did, did they refund your season ticket or no? No, they did not. <laughs> we kind of knew that was going to be a no. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's it's like initially it was. I think it's important to keep supporting the team. So I still buy season tickets every single year. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, and I just re up for this year because I feel like, uh, you know, I might as well. Like I got into being there from a fan perspective and from someone that likes playing the game, not well, albeit, uh, <laughs> but, but but like playing and 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 interacting with people. So I'd like to think that even if I wasn't DJing, I would still be there, um, enjoying it. So now, I think I just did, did. But did they have uh, like when they asked you to to be the the team DJ? Did they like have someone that did the music and you were like replacing somebody, or they didn't have anything at all? Was it just like yeah? Was there like an empty DJ booth that you were like knocking down cobwebs and stuff <laughs> out of? No, they 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 straight up fired a guy actually to make room for me. Is that true? Um, that is 100 percent true. Yeah, and the, and the, the only reason I know that the, fi- the Chicago Fire fired a guy. Yeah. All right, let's do a comedy yeah. podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, the Chicago Fire that guy. All right. <laughs> Did he hang up? No. Uh, I just like I don't even know where to go with that. Like it hasn't been done before. No, right uh, to the bank. That's where you go with that baby. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, they 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 told me because of this guy's contract that they um they had to wait a certain amount of time before I could start because it was almost like almost like you put in your two weeks with somebody they had to let somebody know that their services were no longer needed uh, unfortunately what uh, was that what was that guy doing do you remember like the music cuz you play the music during the matches right well so we don't have an experience like you go to a bulls game or a basketball game where there's music being played during gameplay um, which I, it's, it's which like, I, which I personally don't like. I, I, I don't like that either. When I watch NBA games and there's like, you know, you, you hear little John in the background. I'm like, yeah. What, yeah. they're trying to focus on the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you could you stop going through your playlist, bro? <laughs> Somebody's yeah. trying to somebody's trying to feed the fan for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't I don't like piped in sound either. But I do understand from like a basketball perspective. There's so many TV timeouts. There's so many um, stoppages of play that they need something to keep momentum going and keeps fans focused on what's going on soccer soccer is fluid soccer is actually i think the most like a dj mix to me because it's something that's fluid and doesn't have a lot of stoppages of play so i think to me it's what uh aligns itself best with um with with djing itself that's dope so what is um do you have like a go-to song that do the you know that you obviously they play the mls anthem uh when the teams come out that's something that i think all the clubs do obviously the Mm -hmm. national anthem gets played but is there like a um is there like a go-to song that gets the team going something that you picked or so um we have like i mean every single sports organization has like dance cams and stuff um and that switches game for game I do like to focus on a lot of Chicago stuff when I'm there. So that means like house music. That means like whatever the Chief most Keith, recent. It's mostly Chief Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, being I, so <laughs> like, you literally, Everyone's like, yeah. what? <laughs> so Sosa is always also in heavy rotation. No, I don't, I don't play very much. That's actually, that's the hardest part about, the, uh, about working there. I think is that fans will request like some wildly explicit stuff. <laughs> And I like, I, there's no radio version of this. This doesn't exist. So it would literally be me loading a song up into a production program and editing or reversing all of the curse words out of it, which 
is like super counterproductive. Like yeah. I'm only going to use the song once. But I, I, so to the point of, of songs, we do have a goal song that was actually created um, by some fans um, that we play every game. That's been there for like ever. It's uh, by this group called the Crombies. Um, and then a couple other uh, fans joined in kind of like re-recorded it. Um, there's also, uh, we have like a version of Thunderstruck by ACDC uh, that instead of saying like thunder, it says fire <laughs> in it. Okay. If you can imagine that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know the original song, but I do like the just swapping one word out for the other. Yeah. So, I mean, like it, it, this is the point I'm going to stop for a second. You can post edit Thunderstruck into this part. Ready? <laughs> Three. Two. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're not doing that. That's too much work. You and don't want to take yeah. curse words out. That's we're not doing that. Yeah, also yeah. very counterproductive for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I hear you. But yeah, so we have a couple edited versions of that, and then um, there's a group called Ario Speedwagon that has a song. Um, I don't know if I'm butchering the words, but I think it's like "Can't Stop Loving You," I believe, that plays at the end of um, uh, every fire match. Okay. All right, cool. All right. That's like, uh, you know, like the Yankees have uh, New York, New York and, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So you guys have a, a, a song that you play at the end of every match game uh, win or loss. Does it matter? So normally it's it's only for dubs, only for W's. I, I normally play something like uh, like Rolling Stones. Like you can't always get what you want. If we lose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Just patting everybody on the head on yeah. the way out with a little bit of music. But it is yeah. a, a thing. I, I I'm very in tune with uh, with like so a couple of years ago uh, when I was I used to host this open mic uh, and and it, it was famous in the comedy scene it was so it was strange because I I didn't really initially want to do it uh, but then I started really really enjoying it and then uh, but when I started doing it there would only be like three four people that would be there like that would come to perform and open mics are generally very low energy very and, sad and it's yeah they're usually not very fun but then I got I got this Bluetooth adapter so that I could uh, as I'm hosting the open mic I can play music and mm-hmm. it changed the entire dynamic the, the place was packed the every place, week it was a party it was a part it became from just three to four people to there was one uh night that we had almost almost 50 yeah just, which is not and, and this room could only comfortably hold 20 people and uh but i noticed that what i would this is what i would do i would try to play music based on the the comedian set like so like yeah i remember i said something like uh, I said something about gangsters or whatever, yeah. and you played like uh, listening to gangster music. Yeah, you know, by the dipset. I was like, oh, what I just said. He picked the song. It was it, it changed everything. It was so, amazing. So I'm just just hearing you talk about just like uh, music that sets a mood, which is what DJs do. I mean that that's that's their bread and butter. It's about it's not about just hitting play or, or stop or mixing uh, uh, or transitioning song to song. It's about filling the room out and just just hearing uh, uh, Step talk about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, he's filling out the the what the game was like, and then you can you have your you have your songs that can get people either uh, uh, either either more lively or can get them you know it's, so that they can like recover from a loss. Right, like if 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 Orlando comes to town and they're I guess are they. Can, they, can people even hear the music over all the booze? <laughs> yeah, but but to that point, I will say like I don't think are, are they the Lions? Is that what they're called? Yeah, like, yeah. The exact official. Okay, so I would play like the Lion sleeps tonight or something like that as they walk onto the field just to make them like you know feel kind of pissed off. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes their mind off the game for one split second. <laughs> yeah. DJ steps adding at least what six, seven points a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've already been I've already been uh, VAR reviewed by uh, 
for questionable topics. You got three three red cards so far in the last few seasons. Yeah. Well, so what what his? Um, I have a, a couple of questions, but we'll get to my first one. Is like, what's been your relationship to other? MLS clubs and other DJs. Is there like a is there a MLS DJ players union or meetup that you guys or like do, a Facebook group, a Facebook group where Secret you guys Facebook group <laughs> can chat it up? Like, is there? I I, I really don't know because uh, I mean we go to NYCFC games, Red Bulls yeah. games. We, I, I I know NYCFC has a DJ. I don't really know yeah. who he is. I feel like I you're no you're more you're more uh like I feel like other DJs that I've seen from uh from other clubs they're like. Uh, uh, they're employees of the club, and but they're 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 DJs first. But I feel but, like you are the like you are more uh, outright upfront. You're, yeah, you're like you're, part you're of the community, culturally significant for the Chicago Fire. Wow, that's a lot of nice things to say in one sentence for you guys. <laughs> well, we're we're rolling our eyes. You can't see <laughs> okay. it. Though. Oh, damn, we need, we need a visual person. We need a visual version of this. God. Oh, it'll All be right. up. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say to that point with. Um, as it relates to music and, and DJing, I, I'm really lucky that the fire have given me like the keys to the the vehicle, so to speak, um, to be a bit more vocal about things and kind of just trust that I'm I'm not gonna, you know, do anything stupid with those keys or that car. Um, and 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 we we have you know meetings at the, at the outset of every single year and at the end of every single year to kind of figure out what was really great about what we added to the game day atmosphere this year, what could have been better. Um, what are things we could change? Um, so they're really, I mean, I, I, I bring ideas that I get from fans, my own ideas, things I see elsewhere. And really the music itself, the playlist stuff was actually born out of seeing other like European clubs release the game day set list for their songs or for their, for their, for their stadium experiences. Like I've seen Manchester United, PSG, all those teams that are a little bit more social media savvy release their, their game day playlist to fans. So they kind of, the experience doesn't stop at the game day. You can kind of go out into your normal like life and bring that part of the game with you. Um, but as it relates to DJs, I know DJ Mode, who's your guy's DJ in New York. Um, he's like the only other guy I really was familiar with initially. Um, and then, so he's like a real DJ. Yeah, Mode 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 has his own like uh, private event company. Um, I think it's called My Music Experience. He's based out of, I want to say Queens. I think he's a nice, like he's a nicest dude. Like he's picked me up from the airport before. We've gone had food in New York. Um, uh, we've kicked it and worked on projects together. I would love to do something with him at some point, but just time hasn't really allowed it. Um, I know uh, Fleet Market Funk is the Red Bulls dude. He's done a couple mixes that have been featured on MLS, and he's more of like a forty-five. Uh, like vinyl head that has like just super dope um i think really culturally centric stuff that works well with um with mls now i know i'm sure atlanta has a dj i'm sure like la fc when they have a dj because they're millennial focused will have one uh i think galaxy has one too um elvis from uh on the volley told me that they have one as well okay um and i think kansas city does too but i just have never seen any of these guys or met them before so Maybe we'll do like the Kanye West thing, the DJ uh, conference in Puerto Rico for three days. Yeah, we should have a DJ battle. We should have a DJ off. MLS DJ off. That'd be dope. (laughs) Is there anything that like you can't play? Like, is there like a beats per minute that's just either too slow or like too crazy? Like you stay away from like grime or something like that? No, I've definitely played like Stormzy and stuff at games. Um, 
which isn't necessarily like hardcore grime. It's more like the, 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 uh, like English hip hop. Yeah. Like the cleaner version of yeah, what's kind of evolved from more, grime, but more, yeah, more mainstream. Right. Um, no, they haven't, I, you know, I don't, I try and keep away. There's a lot of weird indie rock requests that I get from supporters that don't have like a backbeat to it at all. Yeah, and just a guy with a guitar and Birkenstocks yeah. on. You're like, yeah, this is not getting. People are asleep. I think there, there's a disconnect sometimes from. I release a playlist before the games, and they don't realize that oftentimes this playlist serves as like almost like the palette or like the starter course for the actual stadium interaction. So I can't really play like super duper obscure indie rock records all the time. I, I kind of sprinkle it in, like you know. Salt pepper wise, but it's not something I can play for like you know an hour and a half leading up to the game. Is there, has there ever been a, a a time when you played something and like like Coach Ponovich was like, "Yo, step, you gotta nah, that, that one didn't work." You got. <laughs> um, you know, I've gotten feedback from the front office, one oh, of the front office, like the coaching staff, that they want to switch some things sometimes that are more like traditional to the club, but a lot of times it might be difficult from a front office cultural perspective to totally like demolish or rearrange a song that's been a part of the club's history for for many many years so i think my job is to kind of remix that and and add something to it that makes it a bit more current that's um, interesting kind of keep the best world it's interesting because it's almost like you you're preserving a bit of the chicago fire history right because if somebody's asking you to change something like that uh there's a there's a little bit of a responsibility to be like well like even if it's a, a new coach or, or a new person on the on the training staff or something you got to be like yeah. nah man that's not how we do things over yeah, here like did you have to tell bastian schweinsteiger it can't all be hard thumping club music <laughs> I, you know honestly it's funny there was an article that got well mls released like a like a big like press release of how a bunch of international um newspapers covered schweinsteiger's start and one of the German newspapers actually commented on all the weird, like, dark, uh, like, German rock I was playing beforehand. Just <laughs> 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 Duhas. Yeah. Du yeah. I mean, <laughs> other than, than Rammstein, right? What is there? Yeah. What else is there that you would uh, know of? I mean, did you just have to go ask somebody or you Google it? Yeah, I had to do a lot of it. That's when, like, the research, honestly, to me, that counts. Like, it's cool to be able to see on his debut, he scores a goal. And, you know, the the magazine was talking about how, like, when that music came on, he, like, looked up, smiled, and then continued, like, warming up, you know? I mean, like, I think things like that are what makes the little, like, research touch points. Whether he's saying, like, this is stupid in his head or this is awesome, uh, is inconsequential at that point to me. At least it makes an impact. I mean, I'm not necessarily there to please everybody. I think it's just to to add something to it, and if you feel good about it and you feel bad about it, I think either way I accept both of those. Is is DJing cool. is DJing a, an MLS match the same as like DJing a nightclub where you just you just play music for for the hottest girls that are drunk that, that, <laughs> that come up to the booth and like DJ? Like, I, no. I just I just want to hear. I <laughs> just want <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> so luckily at the fire, I. I'm either I'm either on a stage that's elevated that like it would take a very um what's the word uh ambitious <laughs> person or a world ascend. a world class thought <laughs> yeah um or um actually up in the audio booth with the uh the PAs for um 
the game. So there's no one getting in there because it's like key card access. So um, I would say it's harder DJing in a nightclub um, just because people's attention spans are way shorter. Um, and there's more of, not that I don't take responsibility for fire games, but there's more pressing responsibility in, in, in clubs because you're the center of the attention. Like there's lights on you. And that didn't always used to be that way. DJing used to be like, you know, that, that weird guy in the corner in the dark space playing records. But now it's like DJing is like, you know, the, super. The, the DJ is the celebrity. I mean, yeah. you know, they, especially in New York with, you know, like, uh, Who's always here at, at these nightclubs? Uh, Tiesto. Tiesto's always here, <laughs> but you also have like you know all the famous hip hop DJs, Funkmaster Flex and sure, but, Cat, but it's, it, it's different than like these EDM dudes that. Oh are no, like, you're there that, to see them. That are the, there's forty thousand people here to see a guy just sitting sitting in front of a box moving, pretending moving. to touch dials because you know not all of them. Some of them make a mix and just like show up high as hell. Yeah. <laughs> DJ that stuff says happens. nothing. Oh, okay, cool. No, all right. You confirmed it. I'm like, oh my God. What that would definitely, you... That definitely happens sometimes. What would you love to add? Like, you want to do like a foam party or something, you know, when, when people win? What's something that... Have you ever suggested anything? And they were like, bruh, this isn't Ibiza. You know? <laughs> um, man. I, so honestly, most of the, the requests, so to speak, or like the suggestions I've made to them, they've kind of followed through on all of them. Um. You know, I wanted to have actual turntables at the stadium that weren't mine, so I had to truck them out every time, and they did that. I wanted a stage, and they did that. Um, I wanted more variety theme nights. This year we had a Star Wars night, uh, an indie rock night. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times I try and theme the music around the team that's visiting um, to kind of spice things up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've been pretty receptive to everything. Um but I, I don't know if the phone party would work. I will say that we might be doing something uh, cool at the end of the year that involves. Um, actually, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not at liberty to say yet. But I think the section eight is coming up with something cool that's music centric for the end of the year that I might be involved in. So. Oh, that's pretty dope. All right, that's exciting. Yeah. And you know, it is interesting because I, you know, all the theme nights that you, you're talking about, it, uh, I see them. I see you post about them. I see other uh, people, uh, you know, uh, supporters of of the fire talk about it and and it is one of those things that i'm like this this is like a unique experience that other teams are not yeah new york i don't think has those i know some of the fans came up with like a star wars theme night on their own or prom night and some of them wore like prom dresses and tuxedos and suits but i don't know that the club is actually doing anything like that is that specific to just chicago fire do you know that um i, I know everyone's been kind of jumping in on the star wars bandwagon just because of the um the like more recent pop culture references are going on and like the reboots of all the movies um but this year when we did the star wars night we actually had to reach out to lucas films and get rights for the music the typography um like representing the brand at the game so yeah. there's a lot more hoops than you think to jump in to actually get that but and actually all the proceeds from the scarfs that they sold for it they have, we have to pick a charity for them to go to so it's not for profit at all Oh, all right. Yeah, well, but, that's still pretty good, though. But the fact that the team DJ can be like, hey, this is a thing I want to do. And the, and then the team itself is like, sure, we'll, we will invest that money uh, for that experience. That that yeah. it, it just shows how much uh, faith and trust that they have in you. And a lot of time, everybody people everybody knows you don't trust a DJ. Never trust a DJ. 
That's true. We are pretty shady individuals. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, DJ is like you're. You're. I mean, there's a lot of um, like Cypher Sounds is a famous DJ in New York who's converted over to be a comedian. Uh, you know, he was saying like the similarities is like the weird person that wants to be a comic is also the same type of weird person that wants to be a DJ. Like the the you you've decided that this is what you want to do. You want to play records and spin them in a certain way where people are influenced, and we yeah. want to say words in a certain way where people are influenced. You're you're an you're a very small section of society that that has that capability and certainly the drive to continue to do that. So, I mean, you're obviously shady is maybe not the word, but definitely weird. <laughs> weird is the, certainly the word. Eccentric for sure. And I do want to just track back real quick on the Star Wars thing. I won't take full credit for actually the idea portion of it because actually we had a huge contingent of Star Wars fans within the club that really pushed for it. So um, We get it. Leo Nerds Fire. work at Chicago Fire. <laughs> yeah. We get it. <laughs> you gotta give you gotta give love to my buddy uh, Leo Flores, who's our like our main video guy, as well as uh, uh, Joel Dimas, because those guys are crazy Star Wars heads that also kind of push for it. So yeah, but and while we were there, we do, I do want to say thank you again, man. You were uh, so welcoming. You helped us out absolutely uh, a lot. You introduced us to uh, a bunch of people, and it was great to finally meet you in person and see you uh, do your thing. But what, one of the things that was awesome was uh how involved you are within the the community of the team you know you you were you were djing the the section eight uh supporters uh tailgate uh but you know even outside of that it, it there is a this sense of uh pride and ownership that i feel like i noticed coming from you of like n- not only is uh not only are we supporting the the club but like and maybe i'm a little bit more of a, a fixture of the team but I'm one of you guys, and and that was very very noticeable, uh, right? F- from from you and 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 how well uh, and how warm, uh, uh, you know, all the other uh, fire supporters welcomed you. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's not just a team thing, although that's a huge part of it. It's a city thing. I think everybody, um, and I'm sure a lot of New York fans are the same way. Um, but in terms of actually supporting, you know, the city, and you want to see something like you know like that kind of grow grow and blossom i know it's like what i really envision is like one day being able to walk around all the time and see you know fire gear on people as much as i see you know last year's bulls jersey or the bears who suck right now and still get everybody's like attention you know what i'm saying and soccer is just like a progression thing so no matter what um i think it's just important to to keep that kind of culture going although we oftentimes get mistaken for real firefighters here i will say that much <laughs> that is hilarious people just go up to you thank you for your service yeah, thank no, you. yes like literally my dad's been on vacation wearing <laughs> wearing wearing a college shirt that i got him for christmas that has the fire logo on it and they're like uh thank you so much for your service <laughs> yes I was on the flight yesterday, and someone said, "What station are you in?" Cause I, cause I, You're like, "I'm listening to Hot 97." Well, oh, you meant you meant fire station. I thought he thought I was a military personnel. Like, where was I stationed? And I was like, "The fire." I was like, "I work with the club." Yeah. No, not the night. The soccer. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, forget about it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you mentioning just that that love for your city. You know, so y- you are in uh, in our latest video uh, f- that that from from MLS All Star. A we, couple of times in that video, you're you're in there because uh, you know you were DJing the, the yeah, turf the, map, the turf map event, the 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 section eight uh, tailgate. But there was there was a, a part of it that I edited out because it did, it sort of didn't make sense because of the audio issues and stuff like that. But it was a silly moment that I talked to Alexis about about. 
when we were uh, uh, hosting the the turf map event. Yeah, the turf and, map. And he made a joke about Chicago. About I said you did a lot of shots like lot, we're in the South Side. Yes, and, and you came up to us and you were like, "Yeah, no more of that." <laughs> And you walked back to your TJ. But, but it's just, I have this on video. Maybe I'll send it to you. It's just a great yeah. moment. It's Alexis saying this. And you, I mean, you within seconds, you're like, yo, dog, don't say that here. Yeah. You were like, yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> well, here's the thing with that. And it wasn't actually necessarily meant at making Alexis feel uncomfortable. But I do understand. And as a DJ, and even as like a like person that's eccentric, you can understand people's feelings and emotions really, really quickly. And you were, and you guys were at that event, and I don't know if it gets captured really in the video, but it was tense. Like guys were going very, very hard at each other. Yeah, um, yeah. When we left, things turned uh, more tense, or for the worse, for some of the in, in within the event to some degree. Right. So you got the guys were kind of like on the on the the Rucker Park falling out vibes, like and one mixtape type stuff. And when you got when I saw Alexis see that, say that. And like five or six guys on one team all looked at each other and like shook their heads affirmatively. I was like, I was like, I don't know where these guys are from. They're from around here, but I don't want them to be like the let's wait for these guys after the game sense sure. type thing. So I was just trying to look out for your guys' safety. No, listen, we, no, uh, we every, it. every, look, <laughs> people hand comedians microphones and we do what we do, which is shoot right from the hip. Uh, you know, no pun intended with the conversation right. we're having. And uh, yeah. listen, you know, every city needs a fixer, right? We need someone <laughs> to be like, here's just the general tone. Yeah. And I got to be honest, actually, I brought this up with a comic, Will, uh, Will Miles, who's from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, right. I was down in Atlanta and I was like, hey, he said this thing and he came up to me and he was like, hey, you probably shouldn't say those jokes here. And I'm like, you know, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey when it was the murder capital of the world. Uh, right. And we made those jokes all the time and no one got heated about it, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, he said, he's like, yeah, Chicago is just a little different. I think because we're all the way out there and we're really proudful of the city. Uh, you know, those comments from people who don't sound like they're from here, uh, they can be taken the wrong way. And I was like, totally makes sense. <laughs> it completely makes sense. It's kind of cool that we called yeah. that on video. Part of that, part of that too, is that I, I don't doubt that there was many a documentary and news story written about what was going on in, in, in uh, Jersey and New York at the time. But with the way the current political climate is, People just so much use like Chicago, and unrightfully so in some senses, as like almost like a prop for oh for like sure gun violence yeah or for, and whether it's right or wrong and whether we do we do physically have a, an issue here and it's something that's you know that I I hear every single night in the neighborhood I live in and and know what's going on and unfortunately I've had friends that have been hit before and stuff so you you um you understand they're very real. Uh, dangers of what's going on and and it doesn't you know shy away from it all but definitely with like the spike lee stuff that went out all the Chirac talk yeah, yeah. um and like the, you know with the the orange one being in office right now i think it makes the it a little orange bit... <laughs> one that was great <laughs> it makes it it makes it difficult to um you know uh stomach i guess those those types of things sometimes no. yeah no for sure and that's one of those things where it's like you know as comics we're not sitting there going no no no, we're here to shit on your city where uh, you know especially for me as the one who made the comment it was like no hey here's a reference right guys and then i look around i'm like no no one like no. the reference <laughs> all right guess what i'm gonna stay away from moving forward yeah because there there is that uh uh I, I yeah when when alexis said it i wasn't like you st stop dude or whatever i wasn't yeah. like upset but there is that uh, just like any joke that there there's 
a risk of someone not liking it and stuff like that. As uh, as your partner and and being there with you, it, it it for me it felt more like Alexis, we're guests here. What are you doing? <laughs> like you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get it. you guys got to push the envelope sometimes. And I actually wasn't. I I, I think it, even. Even talking about it and it's been since now, I don't think it was really that big of a deal. But yeah, it is something I think we talked about later, Alexis, about the difference of how people take comedy and the subject matter, I think is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those things where I'm, whether I'm on stage or off stage, I don't shy away from anything. If it comes in my mind, I say it. And then I always think to myself, like, well, if there there are going to be repercussions, let them, you know, happen. And I'm more than happy to uh, reconsider, you know, certain (laughs) subjects as things not to touch again. Like, you know, when you do a weekend in a city, like the first, like I was just in San Antonio uh, not too long ago, I think before I went out to Chicago, and I was like, let me make fun of these things about this city when I first get on stage. And the guy who ran the club was like, hey, all those things are really funny. That one thing you brought up is really sensitive here. Don't bring that up again. Or if you're going to just understand you might lose the room and then you have to win them back. But I have 25 minutes, 45 minutes to do so. By the way, that one thing is a Whataburger. It's a cheeseburger place. Very sensitive subject. I shit, on, <laughs> I shit on the Alamo and they were clapping. <laughs> I shit on Selena and they were clapping. <laughs> I shit on the you know Spurs and they were clapping. I I'm shit a little, on the cheeseburger shame and I almost lost them. <laughs> I'm a little offended you talk about that Angel Selena like that, bro. <laughs> Isn't that messed up that, you know, in Chicago you lost everybody on mass shooting and violence <laughs> and in another city you lost it on a fried piece of ground beef. <laughs> yeah, which is a terribly, a terribly, a terribly fried. No, but piece yeah, of it, it was while, while I was editing the video. It was a it, it was a significant moment that I did want to talk to you about because especially because of that uh, the, that Chicago being used as a as a prop and and. Uh, but it's not just that. It's also that, you know, you, you're you not just the DJ of the local soccer club. You are a Chicago dude. You represent Chicago. You have the hearts and the minds of the people of Chicago. And when you do things like you, I don't see the DJs from other clubs showing up to supporter events. Uh, you know, you're out there support, you know, do, uh, DJing the Section 8 event. I don't see the DJ putting up videos that, you know, wearing uh, Chicago fire gear or their own club gear. You're doing that. Yeah. So those things it's like you are as much a part of the city as you are sort of associated with, you know, standing behind, you know, turntables at a game. Yeah. And I do. And I do want to say uh, make sure I say thank you for uh, uh, just having our back in, in that in that particular moment. Because yeah, I didn't need it. Bro. No, I'm kidding. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much, much man. <laughs> No, it's all good, guys. I got your back. It's all right. Yeah. Like, if you come to New York and you start bad-mouthing the G-Train, I'll be like, yo, homie, not right now, <laughs> not son. Right now. But not, maybe not on the, D, the G-Train, <laughs> Not bro. on the G-Train. <laughs> you do this shit on the Q-Train, you good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I bring my Derek Cheater limited edition hat with me and uh, that I'm fully... Fully dressed in South Pole and Timberlands for yeah, my, nice. my winter trip to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna show you how to tie your Tims. We're gonna yeah, do it up right. Make sure you tip that their uh, that Yankee cap every time, every opportunity you get to every deli owner. Every, <laughs> call everyone I boss. <laughs> the the hove the hove uh, prop to my New York hat. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Step Man, thank you so much for for being on the show, dude. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. You're a, a great dude, and obviously 
uh, if you're uh, uh, in Chicago, if you're already a fire fan and you don't know DJ Step, I mean, you're 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 really you're missing out. But um, make sure uh, you support this dude because he, he's uh, not only just at the games, but he's uh, he's supporting Chicago and he's he does a lot of events involved with the team and outside of the team. Uh, so definitely uh, support Step for sure. And you know what? Just because you're not a firefighter doesn't mean that yeah. when you're wearing fire gear, people shouldn't buy you drinks. Okay, <laughs> so I'm putting that out there. It's not just it's not just for the firefighter. Sometimes it's for the guys who fight for the Chicago Fire. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I mean, you you just uncovered my master ploy to get free drinks at every establishment I got here. But, well, then, I'm so glad well. we could help. The man's a hero. He's done so much oh, for our nation. Uh, <laughs> and the roof is on fire. Is there something you need to play yeah. then? Let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> there you go, dude. Thanks so much for taking the time. Where can people uh, follow you? Do you have like uh, like a Spotify playlist or something? Where can people find more of your work? Yeah, so my website, uh, djstep.com, has the vast majority of all the curated playlists and MLS-focused and scratch routine videos. Um, and then I'm also on uh, Twitter and Instagram at callme underscore step. Dope. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much, dude. All right, guys. I'll be seeing you soon, okay? Be well. All right. Cheers. Can't wait, dude. And fans, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, this is Alexis from the Cooligans. I'm breaking in just to talk to you a little bit about Mack Weldon. Um, I've talked about this underwear before. They're absolutely amazing. And look, they sell more than underwear. But here I'm, I'm going to tell you about this underwear because I guarantee you that the underwear that I'm talking about is better than the garbage you have at home. Okay. Um, I know that because I have that same garbage. Now I have a pair of Mack Weldon underwear. Absolutely incredible. I was at a wedding in the woods. I don't know who got married in the woods. I don't understand why they just can't have it in a hall like everyone else with parents arguing. They decided to do it out in the middle of the woods. I danced my ass off. I must have danced for about four or five hours straight. My knees are killing me. I'm an older man now. I don't know what's happening to me. But you know what didn't bother me? The fucking underwear I was wearing. It smelled amazing when I took them off. I danced all night. I, I wore them to sleep. I woke up the next morning, took them off, and I was like, you know what? Let me check these one more time. I smelled them incredible. Again, gave them to my wife. You know what she said? They don't smell bad, which that's uh, that's world-class level. That's gold. <laughs> it's winning gold in the Olympics level for my underwear. They usually smell bad coming back from the cleaners, and they're like, we don't know what to do with these things. These things smell good on the way to the cleaners. It's incredible. It's totally different. I don't know what to say about it. They're magic. They're made out of mirror station i don't know what they're made out of but you guys got to go try them go to macweldon.com if you use the code cooligans you're gonna get 20 percent off that's c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s you're gonna get 20 percent off the best damn underwear you can get macweldon.com all right everybody oh hello guys uh this is you know what's interesting is that the, the podcast went from really fun, and we had, we just had a great conversation with DJ Step. Super positive. Uh, super positive. Very optimistic. And 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 what a perfect, uh, you know, uh, sort of synopsis of, of 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 the this U.S. World Cup cycle. Uh, because wow, it started off like, uh, you know, maybe you know optimistic. Jurgen Klinsmann was around. We thought we, uh, you know, we thought we were going to be doing really, really well uh, at the next World Cup, and uh, and 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 now and now we're miserable. We're miserable people. But but you know what? Let's uh, applaud DJ Step for for coming on the show uh, because he, he's uh, he is a great dude and did lift lift our spirits. Even though uh, now they 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 just plummeted right back down, uh, but we'll recover. So, will we? I mean, this is pretty much 
the worst case scenario? You know what? This is what this is how I'll start this conversation. Because right now, what time is it right now? It is. It is twelve thirty in the morning. It's twelve thirty in the morning, uh, Wednesday, uh, October eleventh. This is when we're recording this, and for, this is how, this is what I was thinking legitimately when I was on my way home. So I was at a show. You know, currently it's the Park Slope Comedy Festival, and we're doing a bunch of shows all uh, all across Park Slope, and. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, uh, you know, kind of writhing, uh, and uh, while, while I'm trying to continue, uh, you know, kind of producing these shows and helping these, uh, shows out and making sure they run smoothly, it's difficult to hide the fact that I'm miserable inside, uh, because of what, what just took place. And the thing I was thinking about the most, uh, when I saw, when I heard the whistle go, uh, was our conversation with Matt Doyle, and I and I was thinking of you, Alexis Guerreros. Oh, because, don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> because you, you, I, I'm not blaming you, but you did, you did put this out there. You said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." No, 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 no. So instead of blaming youth development, instead of blaming U.S. <laughs> soccer, instead of blaming blaming these players, no. you're blaming my suggestion that maybe some positive would come out of us missing the World Cup, which, guess what, is probably the best thing for us to hold on to now. <laughs> okay. So, but all I'm saying is that's what I was thinking about. I'm not blaming you for anything, but I was just... I, I, I was... Well, let me start off by saying, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something. I thought about it, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know why so, I thought about it? Because I text Matt Doyle immediately after. And I put, this isn't good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know let me just we... tell you something. The, what he said, what he texted back is something that I don't think Matt Doyle wants out there. <laughs> that he, That's the tone in which he speaks. Uh, look, this isn't, I, I don't have words. Uh, I always have words, always. And I do not have words. I was with A.O. Bronx and yeah, I. For, yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we let's at least for if maybe there's a human being that doesn't know what we're talking about yet because we haven't we haven't said it. The U.S. the United States of America, the U.S. men's national team is not going to the World Cup because they lost their final game in the hexagonal round, two to one to Trinidad and Tobago, a team that was eliminated from the World Cup. They from, like from years ago at this point yeah, <laughs> they, they were eliminated. Were, I don't even I, I forgot they were even in it. That's how long ago they were eliminated. They and not only won. that, not only that, but they uh, they also started like nobodies. They they barely had they had you like their B squad you're, in there. You're putting now you're putting salt. You were you just stabbed me and then you put salt you you put salt in that stab wound, right buddy. Now. I'm gonna pull because the I knife mean, out and dig it back in the exact <laughs> same hole. Okay? I didn't even know that. That doesn't make me feel any better, obviously. But holy. Shit. I mean, I mean, it's not even that. It's we, even at losing, we could have still went to the World Cup, except Honduras had to beat Mexico every, and Panama had to beat Costa Rica. And all of those things happened. Everything to happen, everything that needed to happen, happened. All the worst case scenarios happened, except for the U.S. U.S. I, I, soccer you know, right now 
is the Hillary Clinton campaign on the night of the election. We're just staring Um, at the screens going, well, that can't be real. Yeah. You know, and and this is what's crazy is that, and I remember, you know, November 8th, Trump's elected. Nobody can believe what the hell just happened. And the first thing I was thinking of was, holy crap, how the hell am I going to, you know, for a second, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do comedy? I have a show tonight. How am I supposed to do comedy when right. this this happened? Like, and it was just an absurd like. Uh, 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 I know what my job is. I know what, why people come to comedy shows, and I, there's a, there's a responsibility that I have uh, to make to bring some joy. But what happens when the clown is sad? You know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. What it, do what we do now? When, what, <laughs> what happens when? When he when he goes out, well, I am the great Pagliacci or whatever, you know, it's that it's that whole uh, that whole thing. It, it's so uh, uh, it's so pre- it, and and the first thing I thought was like we we're we're doing this podcast and for for you know for some reason you know as for this particular moment it was it, because we wanted to be talking about uh, uh, how exciting the U- it'll be for us making it to the World Cup. This is going to be great. So what did I say to you earlier? I was like, you know what? Let's record. Up, let's wait till after the game to record a segment of the podcast uh, so we can just talk about how awesome it is at the U.S. and the World Cup. And yeah, remember I said it was going to be, oh, it'll be a quick one. We'll just be like, hey, we did it, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's do a little pat ourselves on the back and go on with our lives. American uh, soccer saved once again. So everything's cool. <laughs> I mean, look, I, you know, I don't even, I, I mean, I, what do we do when the clown is sad? What do we do when the clown is full blown depressed? You know, what do we, yeah. what do we do when the clown is damn near suicidal? Like a lot of fans are right now. I mean, Omar Gonzalez, I walked into the rambling house where AO Bronx, uh, watches the games and I just started saying hi to people. The moment Omar Gonzalez gave up the own goal, uh, or scored the own goal. And I was like, oh, man, maybe maybe I'm the bad luck charm. Maybe I should go uh, go back into the car. And the events that unfolded, I mean, I will forever. I don't think I could go back into that establishment. That's how much the, all of this yeah. hurt. The last time I was there, I won a FIFA tournament. And I was. Why are you even bringing that up? <laughs> I am. I don't think I don't think I've been this disappointed in a soccer. I don't know, team, club, nation, system, anything in my entire life. This this is brutal. I'm thinking about all the children. Like I started watching soccer, sort of to the buildup of the World Cup, and when the World Cup was coming, and everyone was talking about World Cup. World Cup is the reason why. You know, so many kids were going to look at Christian Pulisic and be like, man, I want to be just like him. And they were going to go play. And it was just all of those things. MLS, what happens to MLS now? Do the numbers slide back? You know, we get a bump after every World Cup. Is that going to happen? That might not happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, this might affect the, us. This, this, uh, the, directly affect us. Yeah. This is crazy. Uh, because they, they were, obviously the U.S. in the World Cup puts – uh, you know everything that we do and all the like content we make with with you know uh, 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 just that focus on American soccer and 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 its growth and this is like a uh, a step back. I mean, look, it, it'd be weird to be like mad uh, just solely at like 
you know, at the U.S. men's national team players for what they did to us personally. Oh, no, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the this is the thing is like, you know, doing this podcast, this is a comedy podcast. We just happen to talk about soccer, right? So It's really hard uh, to separate the, that right now. It's really hard to yeah, get into the comedy part of this. Exactly. And I know people listening to this right now are like, you know, maybe the Cooligans will cheer me up. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely but, hope we do that. But just know that we are suffering just like you. And this is so crazy to us. Uh, and, 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 you know, and look, listen to me right now. I sound like Alexis, you know, six months ago talking about, you know, all the, all, we got to get all these old guys out of the team. How is Dempsey and his heart and all this other stuff? And, and that is how enraged this has gotten to me. This is just, this is surreal that, that, uh, <laughs> what was it, tw- 12 points in 10 matches? Like, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's, it's beyond it's embarrassing. So, so embarrassing. And also, I think there is a silver lining in all of this, which is that I was right. <laughs> 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 yeah, if we can find any solid. Yeah. <laughs> if there's something Just, to look up to if <laughs> uh, in this time of dire need, it's that Alexis oh was God. right. Uh, w- well, then, okay, look, you know, I remember when uh, I was studying uh, business in school. They said crises will happen. It's how mm-hmm. you react to them. Uh, Taylor Twelman uh, already said this on ESPN which is what I said to Matt Doyle on the phone, which is what I said on Twitter, which is what I said to you, which is if we look at what happens to national teams and uh, national team systems when they have catastrophic failures, which I think you and I would both agree this is that, Mm -hmm. what happens? The best example of turning that around is what Germany did in 2000. And if we do not do even half of those things, then we are absolutely insane as a footballing nation, as a soccer playing nation. Then the people in charge do not care about what happens to us as a country. They care more about what this country produces for their pocket. That is the only result. The only assumption I can make, and I know you guys are waiting for a joke, and I don't know what that joke is. I don't know where to find the funny in this except to say, okay, this has completely ripped us apart. This is some type of our parents are getting divorced, okay? There's no other way to put this. But what happens now is what's important to me. We have a little less than four years because we need to qualify again. But we have an entire other cycle to get this right. Guess what? Clint Dempsey, right? I was worried about him with his heart. He's gone. Uh, gone. Michael Bradley, for the most part, Michael Bradley's probably done. Uh, Omar Gonzalez, I mean, he's not that old, but he's probably done. Matt Beasler, he's probably done. Graham Zussi, he's probably done. Demarcus Beasley, you know he's starting in the next eight World Cups. (laughs) He will... (laughs) Without a doubt, be there. Why would you? No, I mean you got to keep you got to keep some sort of a you know uh, uh, you know World Cup experience. Uh, player coach, <laughs> motherfucker might be player coach. Uh, <laughs> the next one because we ain't got nobody right now because you know Bruce ain't keeping this job. Uh, uh, I mean, everyone a, a is gone. The, uh, Tim Howard gone. gone. Brad Guzan gone. 
Yeah. What do we got? Sean Johnson and the kid and that Jesse kid from uh, um, FC Dallas. I, and Timelia, another one who, who gets no love. From, yeah, but from he wasn't Dallas. even starting last year in MLS. He was in the uh, whatever, not maybe not last year, but he was previously in that goalkeeper pool. I, maybe he's having a great year. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's the future. Maybe he's our best forward. Okay, I don't know. I honestly don't know <laughs> Do anything. Well, we're, we're all all ideas are welcome. Yeah, please, <laughs> whoever has a suggestion, give it to us. All I know is that there's one person, maybe two or three, that deserve to be, uh, you know, in in the next uh four years. And to me, that that that's obviously Christian Pulisic right up at the top, uh, Darlington Nagby, uh, if he's still of age, and Paul Ariola, who's really young. Other than that, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. DeAndre Yedlin, DeAndre Yedlin is a beast, and he deserves to be in there. Uh, everyone else, I mean, these players just aren't good enough. And I know, look, I did a bit more research after I spoke to Matt Doyle, and it turns out that in youth development, there's a, there's a gap uh, in the early '90s. I believe it's 91 through 94 and then um, 95 produced like one or two good players and then 96 again failed. So this is purging us of that sort of youth development failure. But if that's a sign to anybody, it's that we need to pay more attention to the youth development because that's what's going to dictate success at this stage. You cannot build a soccer player after 21. Look, I'm in my 30s and I'm fat. I'm not going to have abs. Okay. I can work out as hard as I want. I'm not going to have abs. It's too late for me. The same thing I mean, goes. I, I feel like there's options. Don't just say that. I, but wait, okay, for abs, I can be thinner, but I'm not going to have. <laughs> look, me and Cristiano Ronaldo are never going to have the same body unless he really lets himself go. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I can't meet him. He's got to come meet me. This okay. for you as a compromise. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, meet me. Meet me halfway or maybe meet me three fourths or I'm just I'm, I'm... <laughs> or let me just chill right here until you get here, buddy. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that U.S. soccer has done this before where they've they've continued to push along the same thing. Sunil Galati said that, oh, we shouldn't rip, rip this whole thing apart because a ball two inches this way or that way changes everything that that scares me a bit. Because I don't, I don't want these folks to lose money. I don't want these people to, uh, you know, lose the firm grip they have on the U.S. soccer. They pumped a lot of money into it, and if they want to hold on to it as an investment, if they want to maintain it, if they don't want the same culture that's in Europe where it's splintered, and they want to be able to maintain everything as single entity, if that's what it takes, then fine. But you have to do what we have to do in youth development because this cannot continue. This is ridiculous. We lost to Trinidad. And we played in a wheat field. (laughs) Dude, the players' shoes were hiding in the grass as they took steps. That's how tall the grass was. That's not an excuse. We knew we practiced. We knew what we were up against. They didn't put down new grass. There is the, I guess, after the loss, you know, you you remember when, like, so the New York Giants haven't won a game in the NFL. Do you in, have to remind me? But they haven't. Somebody made a point that that the New York Giants have not won a game since Odell Beckham Jr. took pictures on that boat in like in in Florida or whatever uh, before a playoff game, and everybody was very critical of him for that. And I honestly think 
you know how Trinidad was was we uh, was frustrated that the U.S. was making fun of them, uh, making fun of the training grounds that the U.S. was uh, was training on because it, it had there was heavy rain and there were pools of water and they had to they were carrying uh, uh, Christian Pulisic. Uh, he was he was piggybacking on somebody while they carried him onto the pitch and right they and put hashtag like, river to Russia instead of road to Russia. Dude, it's it, it's that you're not in the World Cup yet. You're there's a little bit of there's a little bit of like oh we're just gonna go here, get three points, uh, and you know and just head back home and, and just book our flights uh, to Russia. They went in with, with yeah, but we just beat Costa Rica four 0 I mean, you wouldn't have confidence. Panama, they beat Panama. Sorry, we just Panama. Uh, but they went in. Wait, wait, just again, way too much arrogance. Always, though, you know those teams that are eliminated. They're not. They're not just like, all right, cool, we got you. You you need to go where? Oh, yeah. They, they're not your travel agent that's trying to book your 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 trip to, to your vacation to Russia. So they they clearly went in with just a little too much arrogance. Uh, expected those three points. Uh, it's just so, just the 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 lack of urgency is especially after that you know after that such, such a great win and they, you heard the first segment how excited were we that the u.s was on their damn way to russia and ridiculous it's it's ridiculous <laughs> to look back i almost want to edit that out i mean i you know it's it's people are going to be listening to it's that gonna, people are going to listen to the first segment and be like yo these guys sound like fucking fools yeah yo, these guys are damn idiots <laughs> uh I don't, uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know what happens from here. There's just a lot of question marks, you know? Um, well, I'll leave it up to the fans. I'll leave it up to the fans to message us. Well, how do you feel? I mean, you've probably posted on Twitter. Uh, share with us how you feel. Tag us in whatever rant you go on. If you guys do a, you know, a 40 tweet thread, you know, uh, tag us in one of them so we can follow it because, I don't know how to feel. I, I mean, besides upset, angry, uh, disappointed, saddened. Uh, what are the 12 stages? I did them all already. <laughs> all right, yeah. Now I'm on to, I have a heroin addiction. Oh, my God. Going on. Well, man. you know, Extra Time Radio does the brown liquor episode. I, I text Matt. I'm like, you guys are going to need a little something stronger. <laughs> Maybe a spoon <laughs> over a flame, you know? <laughs> this is brutal. This That's is brutal. beyond brutal. And, you know, it's it's as as two people who try to make comedic content about soccer, you know, winning consistently doesn't isn't very funny. Right. Sure. You know, just constant success is not funny. Uh, this is way less funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is- but, yeah, this is uh, this is not bringing you know the the, the joy we want to spread to the American soccer world. This is not this is not this is not the the premise of the joke that we wanted. No, we, not at were, all. They were we would have come up with so many jokes. World Cup, this, this, and that. Like, I mean, it, it would have been great. U.S. and Russia. The you know, uh, Putin is. Trump this and it would have been oh my we would have had a, a it would have been a parade of jokes it would have been so fun it would have been uh, great uh, and remember there was that small chance you and I went to Russia that's gone that's gone yeah, yeah that <laughs> I mean look it was probably nil I mean it was down to the same percentage chance that Honduras had of making the World Cup 
what did the the, the ESPN uh, SPI thing? Ninety, what is it? Ninety three percent chance for the U.S. to qualify to the World Cup. And what did you and, say? And, that damn seven percent. I said that damn seven percent. You never know. Uh, but it's so hard to explain. I mean, just in the game itself. I mean, uh, the only goal coming from Pulisic. Not. Not many, you know, great, great chances. But once you give up that first goal, it's just Trinidad is going to be. You know, they're not. They're not. There's not going to be much space uh, to do anything. And they, you know, there weren't that many uh, amazing, amazing chances when when. Clint I mean, came look, in. dude. I mean, we've come on. You know, you're just you're just putting salt in the wounds. Oh, what? God. Why are we even talking about the game? What do you think? <laughs> Why do you, what do you think? I mean, honestly, I almost didn't even go watch the game. I'm like, baby, we're good. Why don't we just go home and pack? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, God damn it. Uh, what do you think needs to be done moving forward? Is this, is this salvageable? Is this going to so, kill? So, how about this? So the, is this going to kill MLS? What? So I don't think it's going to kill MLS, but it definitely hurts MLS. Right. Uh, what's interesting is the, the, the you know the pro rel for USA hashtag seems a lot sweeter now, right? Right now that now that uh, possibility or that carrot that's there uh, now it, it it seems like the the pro rel sharks are they, they smell blood. Right? Oh yeah, and there's I, chum in the water now. Chum in the water, and that's that's Sunil Gulati's arm right there. That they're they're, they're willing to just, just want to eat up. They uh it. it uh, just seeing all the the sort of the suggestions for what needs to change, you know, it, it's one of those. Uh, if 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 this could be the thing that that changes that 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 instills uh, that belief that uh, changing the soccer pyramid in in the U.S. Uh, so that something like this doesn't happen again, I'm just that, that that's the thing that feels more appealing than ever now. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get to the point in the next few years where we're just going to be like, all right, well, let's start from scratch. You know, there's collective bargaining agreements. There's all types of things. Yeah. If if they decided tomorrow to institute, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, more open um, system as opposed to uh, the closed system we have, whether that's full-blown uh, promotion relegation or not, whatever it is that they decided to do, it would take years for that to go in. We'd be well into the next cycle. And I know we can't miss two. So come on, Qatar. <laughs> uh, well, there is the, you know, now like this is the thing, the time when people are looking to to, to blame people for, for this. And, and uh, I love Jermaine Jones put out that tweet immediately. Was just like, oh, Y'all were talking shit about Jurgen. And he literally said that. Like everybody he's like, everybody was talking shit about Jurgen. Uh, uh and, and it's like so now now y'all understand what was going on. And he was just mentioning how bad he felt uh for for, for the team. Uh but it I mean it's Yeah, he said like y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it it just shows like um Jurgen wasn't the problem. Uh the U.S. soccer from the top down is fundamentally flawed. They, you know, I, I think they're. I and here's think- the thing, and I and just to to piggyback, and I don't want you to lose your place where you what you're about to say, but fundamentally flawed. Every nation 
has something they do wrong. Every nation, when it comes to developing football players, can do one thing much better, two or three things much better. Uh, what I think you mean and what I mean when I say that there's issues is that we can look over <clears throat> at some of the countries that do it really well. I mean, England has promotion and relegation. They're not going anywhere in the World Cup. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy fix. But we can look at places like Germany and go, what did they do? All right, we want to go do that. We can do those things. We don't need to blow everything up, but we can fix this. But it needs uh, tough conversations need to be had. Maybe two comedians aren't the ones to do that. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, I, this is what I was uh, going to finish my point with. That I think the 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 you know Sunil Gulati, Don Garber, the systems that are in place for U.S. soccer. And the success, you know, ever since the MLS has existed, has, you know, the, the, the game has only grown. There's more teams. There's more money, more popularity. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not to the level of Europe and a lot of other teams, but there are success stories, and, and the MLS is a successful product. If you are an investor and you want to get – this is, you know, this is a game. This is a, essentially one of the, the fastest-growing sport in the U.S., so if people want to – get in at the bottom floor to some, yep. to some extent because it, it's making money. So I think people can get lost in, in sort of what's going on in like, look, what, you know, like, you know, why change the system? It's like we're making it to the World Cup. There's millions, hundreds of millions of dollars every time at, at every World Cup cycle. There's only more money. It's like, it's like then you want to get your boys in. It's like, yo, this is, you got to like get me it's like bernie madoff like yo get me you got to get in this we're making so much money and it's just like there's some but there's something wrong there's something something doesn't uh, smell right and i think the the a little bit of the greed that came with all the money that was coming into us soccer it, it, it those that was gonna not gonna allow anything to to change right uh so look and but but the the, the decisions of a few people uh, to keep uh, the the U.S. soccer system uh, unique and and uh, and MLS, you know, uh, franchise system and being and you know and, and constantly telling us like this, it, you know, those kind of models won't work here. We need to do things the way we're we're doing them and all this other stuff. We're kind of seeing this blow up in their faces, like you know, we were told. This, this was the best way to do it. This is the way American uh, sports fans consume sports. They like playoffs. They, they uh, uh, you know, just a, we're not going to do it their way. We, we know what we're doing. We got it. We got right. it. We'll get it. Because for the most part, they, I, I don't really think at, at, from the top levels of U.S. soccer, they, they don't have the same ambitions that Germany has. They're not, they're not going into the World Cup saying, yo, let's, let's, win this let's actually try to win this so when you when you say that when you set that as a goal if you're Sunil Galati and you set that as a goal and say we want to win the world cup now what do we need to do at the absolute bottom level to for a, a six-year-old at a youth academy to progress to possibly get us there right and I don't I don't believe that yeah, and I'm just saying Sunil Galati, but at the top, they're genuinely focused on winning. 
as opposed to we don't even need to win. We just need to get there because there's so much money to be made by just getting there. And you kind of can go with that, eh, we probably won't win because everybody else is so good and all this other stuff. So you don't really, you can keep the status quo. You don't really have to make any grand changes yeah. because you're still going to do all right and you're going to make a lot of people a lot of money. And, and for the most part, people are not going to be, you know, if, if Sunil Gulati, there's no, how long is Sunil Gulati going to be? There's no way he's, I mean, if, if, if his resignation should be on death tomorrow, right? I mean, I, uh, you know what? I psh, no, you're not crazy, but I mean, you're you're crazy to expect it to happen. You're you're right for suggesting yeah. it should. You're crazy to think it will. Uh, you know, he's already talking like, "Don't worry about it, baby. We got this." You know, yeah. A little hiccup over <laughs> here and there. You know, it's not that big we'll of a deal. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah the family put... business is gonna be all right. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get right back up, baby. Don't you? Worry Don't you worry uh, about it. I look. I think I I completely agree with you. I look at this and I say, there is no one answer to how to fix this. There is a multitude of questions that need answers. And a lot of them are going to be painful and uncomfortable and they need to be asked. And as comedians, you know, we can sit here and say, like, let's pick this apart. This should have been a funny thing like this. This segment right here, especially if you've listened to this whole podcast. Boy, did you wait for this? I don't know how you got through those first two segments <laughs> to get to this. Boy, I hope you did. But, you know, hopefully now that you're here, you know, we care. Because we're we're not, we're not even able to just sit here and just shit all over this. You know, we're not trolls, man. That's not what we do. We're not sitting here going, no, oh, the hilarious the U.S. got out of it. If you want that, go to different podcasts. That's not who we are. Do we want this to succeed? We want them to succeed. We want MLS to be the best league in the world. And we think it can be, which is why we care so much about it. We, we're season ticket holders. That's why we're, we're, why we're putting our money where our mouths are and where our hearts are. And then shit like this happens. And we're like, what the fuck, dude? Just nuts, just nuts. I mean, and then watching all the videos of all the all the players post game. Um, Tim Howard, you know, uh, disappointed is not is an understatement. And Omar Gonzalez, like, just close to tears. Uh, yeah, watching stuff like that, it's just um, like you know, what's weird is that I, I, it's difficult. You know, a lot of times you. Uh, teams will lose a game in, in any other sport. Uh, and for the most part, I'm like, you know, like, oh, I feel bad for that for that guy. You know, there was just like, like I remember when when the Portland Timbers won uh, two years ago, part of me was like, oh, cool that they won. Then I felt bad for Kai Kamara getting that far and losing. And it, there, there was right. just like, a, there's a little bit of, oh, I, I feel it must be so tough, you know, for the Atlanta Falcons. They lost the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, that must, that's so tough on them. They feel so bad that they lost that way and they were so close, uh, things like that. But this this is like one of the first times where I'm like, I don't even fucking feel bad for the players. I'm just no. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck these guys. I'm so angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, so angry. I'm like, it's their fault. Why would I feel bad for them? It's their fault. And, 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 it, and it really and – it, and maybe just it, it's what uh, – it, it's like one of those things where you realize – how much soccer means to you. Well, I'm like, I'm not personally mad at Michael Bradley. I'm not personally mad at these, but it's just like, as a group collectively, it's just, it's, it is, uh, uh, that it, it, it brings up that much passion where I'm like, actually, I'm like, I don't care how sad you are. Like, right. this is ridiculous. 
like it, it's like you, you know it's like when, when the dog when a dog shits on the floor and you and you rub the your the dog's nose and the shit it's like don't don't shit there that's don't do that right you, that, that's like I mean I don't have a dog so neither I, do I, I. Had a pet, so, <laughs> so I don't know if that I've heard I've heard people do that but you probably should you're like right? hey, you so, make him eat the shit you you don't know how it goes you make him then, eat the shit you and then you eat the shit to I, show him you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how you do it, Christian. But there is. That's kind of how I'm like. You guys sit in the mess you made. Yeah. You, so you can learn to not be an example because you, uh, the majority of you are not going to be the be an example for the the under 17s, right? The, or under what under 18s that are at the World Cup right now in India. How, how devastated do they feel? And maybe they maybe this can be a, a motivation for them uh, uh, to try to w- win that trophy. Uh, but this is this is one of those things where like it hurts and 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 sit in it. And, and yeah, and it's and gonna keep hurting. Us. That pain doesn't and go away tomorrow. Have, oh my god! And, and yeah, and and then come June and the World Cup is here, and it's and it's like oh yeah, your your girl got a, a a new man who's very wealthy and has a large dick, and it's like whoa, okay, why didn't why do you have to tell me that part? But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. True. I don't even I didn't think you were allowed to even put that on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you yeah. know, I, again, just like you said, and, and I'll continue to say, you know, when, when it happened, I walked, I walked out of the rambling house. I said goodbye to like one person. Uh, and I just walked out and I walked to the car by myself and I'm wearing a USA Jersey. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, I don't want anyone to even see me wearing this so that I have to deal with the, Hey man, that was, oh geez. You know, I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, I wanted to get home you know, record this part of the podcast and then be done because, you know, and D, my wife is like, I can't believe you're this upset about soccer. And I'm like, what? Have you met me before? You know, <laughs> like, you know, disappointment. It, look, only one team is happy at the end of any season or the end of any tournament. Everyone else is upset. But there is something yeah. to be said for those small incremental, you know, uh, wins and uh, those little those little mini, uh, you know, uh, feelings of success and qualifying for the World Cup. Look at go Google Panama, uh, you know, celebration after uh, Roman Torres scored. Go look I, at that. I mean, pro- props to Roman Torres, man. That was huge. Uh, he d- he I didn't do, score you know- so much as he bodied a ball into a net, <laughs> which is he is. I, he did that what in one of the earlier World Cup uh, qualifying matches. Or was oh was that the gold? No, not the gold cup. No, that was another World Cup qualifying match where he got a late goal uh, to to you know kind of help them get to where they are now. And Roman Torres is a center back, and center back, a center back. And you saw where he was. He was one on one with the last defender trying to get his team to the World Cup. And when you see that, you're like, what the fuck is the U.S. Not doing well. How come Omar Gonzalez isn't that dude? How come there isn't? Oh, Omar Gonzalez was also up against, you know, also (laughs) scoring. Just so happened to be on our goal. Also, I mean, you know, you look at someone like Roman Torres. You look at Honduras. They had, you know, they had a mountain to climb, and they beat the best team in our group, Mexico. Something we couldn't do. You know, uh, you know, uh, and Mexico, it's not Mexico's job to beat Honduras to get us in there. It's not Costa Rica's job to be Panama to get us in there. It's none of their jobs. We won. We are in. That's how it worked out. And we didn't I know. win. I, I, I sense a conspiracy amongst all these teams 
And good for them if it was. Because if we would have done our job, their stupid conspiracy wouldn't have worked. We didn't do our job. And that's it. These players, as a group, the players in our system, uh, the the players that are above the age of 24 uh, right now need to take a long, hard look at yourselves. Uh, Maybe there's nothing you can do. Maybe there's nothing that you are the player that you are and, and, you know, proud of all of you and, and, and thank you for that. But everyone under the age of 24 needs to defect start to defect to Mexico. Yes. That's the... <laughs> Apply for citizenship of Iceland and think Aaron Johansson right now must be like, what the fuck did I do? How'd I get involved with these with with these people? Oh, man. I, can I watch? Can I watch this? Think off of me, this U.S. think. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and I still don't know. I don't know what's going to fix it. I don't know what it's going to change it, but I will know one thing. The Cooligans will promise you that we will keep a very close eye, very critical eye on every detail of what's happening, whether it's changes to the youth development system. We're going to try to get some of the people on here uh, that, that can help us fix so we, it. So we can yell at them. That's so we can awful. yell at them. We're going to get guys on here like Matt Doyle and other guys that are experts that can tell us what went wrong uh, over the next few years. Look, we're not going away. We kind of wished this would have worked out so there would be more, a lot more of you that we would be talking to. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but look, if you love soccer, you're still going to watch the World Cup, right? If you love soccer, you're still going to watch MLS. If you love the World Cup and you love MLS, you're probably going to start listening to the Cooligans and at least watching us. I mean, I hope so. This is beyond catastrophic for not just us, for a lot of people, for a lot of things. And hopefully you guys continue to support over this sort of stretch of uh, of uncomfortable missing matches for the U.S. Uh, because we're here to help, you know, lighten your mood and, and to make you feel better. And, and you know, you listening and, and, and replying and engaging with us makes us feel better. We're comedians. We need hugs. We need attention. Uh, so the more you listen and the more you uh, share with us your thoughts and your feelings help. Uh, you know, we don't know. We don't have all the answers. Uh, we don't have all the jokes. We're trying to get them. Uh, what, what, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going what's gonna to change. But we know whatever changes, we're going to be telling you about it. And we're, we're going to be telling you whether we think it's a good or a bad idea or not enough. Or maybe too much. It might be too much change, you know? But, but you know what? Sincerely, this field, you know, when, whenever there is a, a tragedy, you know, when there's uh, death and, and, and when uh, uh, just bad things happen, the normal kind of uh, passing the buck and that, that, oh, that never feels genuine is always uh, sending thoughts and prayers, right? Oh. Issue. But you know what? We need thoughts. And prayers right now, baby, <laughs> because this would send them, it, send them my way, because I could use a couple. This is, this is any kind, whatever remedy, whatever holistic medicine is available uh, to to heal uh, how the way I feel. Please send it over. Right, uh, light some I, sage, <laughs> you know, burn it. burn a, a virgin, whatever it takes. <laughs> Burn a virgin. Yes, that is, that is, yeah, a a, a classic uh, home uh, Aztec remedy. Yeah, uh, exactly. (laughs) That we all use. Um, So if you're keeping track, we were joking around that Messi might miss the World Cup. He's in there. 
No, Messi is he's chilling there. He's he's <laughs> in there. Hat trick. Uh, the uh, old U.S. that beat Panama four 0 not going. Isn't it insane? Every time I think about it, it drives me wild. Yeah, and watching those scores, the game was uh, aired on on BN Sports, uh, and and they're showing all the scores from the other from the other games, and I'm just like, especially the 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 Honduras, uh, Costa Rica. I was just like, you mean Honduras, Mexico? Honduras, Mexico. I'm like Honduras. I'm like so boldly, like the you know the 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 Trinidad is up one nothing. I'm I'm like talking to another comic, uh, and, and I'm like, oh yeah, the U.S. is losing this game. It's crazy, but there's no way Honduras is beating Mexico and Panama are beating Costa Rica. And and the the games were tied till very very late. Uh, I, the Panama Costa Rica game was tied pretty late, so there was a chance like maybe still fourth place. But yeah, I just I was just like, there's no way this can happen. And boom, and yeah, it all happened exactly as, as it was not supposed to. The absolute uh, worst case scenario was exactly what happened. Yeah. This is uh, Black Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Uh, the, you know, uh, uh, a, a day that will live in, uh, a night that will live in infamy, right? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Just, unfortunately. Just so, so bad for, for, I mean, for the for the state of American soccer. I mean, it, it's just, what, what would they... The U.S. had the the last time they hadn't qualified was in '86, or that was the last. Yeah, that was the last time they missed the uh, the, the World Cup. So it was pretty consistent for such a such a long time. Yeah, and, 1990. You know, cool. we Boy. scored against Trinidad, and that's what sent us to the World Cup. Oh man! Wow. I don't know, man. That's it. That's, that's it. it. How about yeah? You can. Uh, talk about this for for a long time but this is uh this is what it is so uh oh boy so thank you for listening everybody hopefully hopefully this made you feel better i don't know uh i mean talking about it definitely helps you know just uh being able to scream into a microphone a little bit is kind of nice uh something like that (laughs) yeah there is uh some sense of uh therapy with that but on uh, you know, onward to uh, 2022. I mean, that's, that's what we got to start thinking about. And and today is the day to start thinking about that. And and it it is it is not too soon. It is you know when when there's uh, gun violence, we, you know what it, what what's the normal? Uh, you know now now is not the time to talk about these things. It's, it's too emotional. No, no this is this now's is the it, time. Right now this is exactly the time. That the second the the whistle blew, Tunugalati's phone should have been going off like, "Yo, what are we doing tomorrow?" That is it. If they don't have, if they're not having a meeting either right now or on the books for tomorrow at eight a.m., they they're fucking up. This isn't something where they take the time to think about it. Consultants need to be hired. People need to go find whoever wrote the plan for Germany. Which unfortunately was actually Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, he was a big part of it. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, people people did reach out to Jurgen. I know there was some journalist that reached out to him and asked him uh, if he had any comments or any thoughts, and he said he said, "Of course I do, but I don't feel like now's the right time to talk about that." 
Uh, of course and, he has. Yeah, look, he can't. He can't say it because he's too busy laughing. Yeah, he's like, I told you, motherfuckers. Look at I this. Told you. <laughs> told you so. Oh, it was he's my like, fault. He became. He became Bernie Mac. Yeah. I told you, motherfucker. Yeah, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. <laughs> Hit me. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, look, we'll we'll have more time to talk about this. Uh, next week and we'll see maybe we can get uh somebody that can help us uh cope with this stuff and and maybe it's a little bit uh yeah more experienced or maybe we won't maybe we'll just move on with our lives uh and 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 focus on you know the mls playoffs are coming up soon we we know yeah maybe uh, this becomes a podcast about boxing who knows Yeah, who will Mayweather fight next? And <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're talking about in court. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there there are positives, and, you know, the MLS uh, doesn't take a break every four years. Uh, so we can, uh, we will be able to talk about that. And, and the hope is that, uh, you know, maybe there won't be new fans uh, that are interested in MLS, but hopefully the ones that are currently fans can, uh, you know, I, look, I, I genuinely think that even though the U.S. is not in the World Cup, the World Cup is still a spectacle and, and it is incredibly popular and lots of people are going to watch it from the U.S. So there's not... There's we need not, to pick teams. We got to pick teams. I'm a Colombian man right now. Uh, I'm Colombian. Fine. And I, you know what? I got to go with Uruguay. Of course, yeah. Boludo. Que so quieres, mira. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our affiliations now. Um, uh, this is who we are now. <laughs> this is who we are now. We're, we're a Colombian and Uruguayan man. That's uh, it. That's it. Uh, so, uh, yes. So that's it. Let's, uh, let's end this. And, uh, um, uh, yeah. Up. Well, there's nothing that's else to team. say. Godspeed, everybody. We'll 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 get through this. And, and if you uh, hated that, if you hated this this uh, group of uh, this selection for the men's national team, they're pretty much all gone now. So <laughs> at least there's yeah, that. You had, you had any issue with their player rating or their poor performance? They are uh, you 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 can throw them in the recycle bin. They yeah. are done. We have exercised the demons. <laughs> yeah, I, and and how. Uh, maybe slightly. I mean, it's obviously very disappointing. The U.S. is on the World Cup, but to add insult to injury, Clint Dempsey did not break Lyndon Donovan's record and will never do that uh, of goal goal scoring uh, for for the the U.S. men's national team unless some for some reason he is in the in two years from now in uh, a World Cup qualifier, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. I highly but, doubt that's going to happen. But Clint Dempsey. Uh, what is that? 50, 58, 59 goals, I believe, uh, tied with Landon Donovan, uh, and it looks like that record is probably waiting to be broken by Christian Pulisic, and it'll be a couple of years, but he'll probably do that fairly quickly. Uh, but Clint Dempsey did not get the opportunity to do that. He tried. He, he tried his best against Trinidad, uh, but uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah. What else is there to say? A lot of sad things. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of terrible, sad takeaways. Uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> it's been a tough one yeah. today. That should be the title of the episode. What a what a roller coaster this has been. Oh. If, thank you for listening to that first segment. And as angry as it made you to hear our positivity, 
Uh, glad you <laughs> stuck through it and lasted until this. Uh, guys, we will talk to you next week. My name is Alexis Guerreros. My name is Christian Polanco. And together, but very sad, what are we? The, the Cooligans. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>